0: Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we it.
1: All right, here we go. It's How We See It, episode 133. This uh, week, we're hitting Top Gun, the original 1996 movie. Uh, not only uh, a, a hit uh, that year, but also 86. 86, what did I say? 96, didn't I? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm already fucking it up, and I am <laughs> in Uh But uh, it was the top grossing movie that year. Mm. Uh, it, it killed it, and there was a lot of people that uh, didn't want to be in this movie because they thought it was going to be a flop and oh, wow. uh, it turned out to be a huge huge success so uh shame on them <laughs> <Yeah>. anyways <laughs> i'm uh, noah one of your main hosts here and with me as always is my main man steve say hi steve
0: hello everyone it's good to be here thanks for having me
1: yep and with us uh, it's not an mcu but he came back because uh, this is such a cool one to do he wanted to be on this with us is our main man Bo. hey
2: everybody how you doing don't forget to download rate and review yep <laughs> paying the dues, paying the dues. The five people that listen, if you haven't downloaded yeah. and reviewed yet, you should do it this week. <laughs> That's funny.
1: Uh, and Bo brought a special guest with us. Uh, he uh, Dan, uh, I'll let you introduce yourself because I don't know a whole lot about you. I, I got a little bit of intro from Bo earlier, but uh, I'll let you introduce yourself. Hey,
3: everybody. Hey, I'm Dan. Um, Bo brought me on the uh, podcast. Uh, just known Bo for, I don't know how many years, what, 15 years, something
2: 15, like that? 20, yeah, 15 or so.
3: Yep. I'm a flight instructor, so that's probably why he brought me on. Well, um, I know I like also, the movie. I know, I know you're I a fan. I love the movie, so I've watched <laughs> it, I, I don't know, countless times, so...
2: I've seen, the yeah. I've seen it in yeah, a theater with did. you. I've seen it in a theater with you. No. Yeah. yeah. So I I know I know you're that much of a fan that you yeah. would watch it 20 years after the release in a movie theater. So. <laughs> right.
1: He sold he sold it to us. Is like, oh, I, I got a, a pilot friend. He's he's a, a fighter pilot. I swear it.
3: <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I, I, said, never, like, I said nothing of the sort. I, said, I yeah. did
1: say you were a pilot. I never said yeah. fighter pilot. There we go. I'm not a fighter pilot though. No. But and I am. We all, we all are in our dreams. It's okay. That's right. Uh, funniest thing I've seen recently is um, there's those um, the breathing machines that people have that uh, when they have this sleep apnea. You know, they have the, the machine and oh, it yeah. looks just like the, the little, uh, you oh. say on the, on the, the flight helmets. And so there's a bunch of people like putting those on with the, the danger zone song going on. <laughs> oh, in, really? It, hilarious! Oh, <laughs> I was like, it almost makes yeah. me want to have sleep apnea just so I could do that. I can that. go, uh, <laughs> I
3: can go get my oxygen mask. I have mine. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Oh, I nice. On, if I want to put it on. Yeah.
1: Right, <laughs> nice. All right, uh, here on how we see it, we always come up with a, a drink, cocktail, or a, a, a beer, or something that we're going to pair to the movie uh, that we saw. Something that just it makes us think of the movie, or or something in the movie just got us going and 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 uh, made us want to drink this, whatever. And Steve's always really, really good at coming up with these exotic uh, takes on this, and so I'm I'm excited to hear what he has to say. So Steve, take it away.
0: Wow, you're trying to oversell me <laughs> no, <I've> got to... <laughs> deal with that. Well, uh I mentioned guys earlier that that I came down with COVID over the weekend. So I didn't actually get to go out and shop. I had to deal with the the ingredients I had here because I didn't want to go take the take my uh take my COVID to the supermarket. So, but I did find a drink that I um that uh, I actually found a uh, a drink called a Top Gun and but it was adapted. Oh, wow. It was adapted from a drink called a Paper Plane, which I thought, "Hey, we're um. going back to the origin." Um, let's let's see what, what I can do with that one. And I had all those ingredients except for one, which I made a substitute. So it's a, um, again, a paper plane. It's three quarter ounces of bourbon. It's all equal parts. Three quarter ounces of bourbon, three quarter ounces of Aperol. I didn't have that, so I used Campari. Uh, three quarter ounces of Amaro Nonino. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> Um, and three quarter ounces of lemon juice. And then, uh, I, I made a little paper plane and inserted Nice. It in look at oh, that. So, but again, they adapted this into a drink called the Top Gun. Um, but they added a splash of, of, um, like fruit juice to it. That didn't sound oh. very good. And I didn't have any fruit juice. So I uh, went back to the origin, just kind of like we're doing with this, uh, with this movie review.
1: Oh, so. look at you. Perfect. So again,
0: paper plane,
2: Cheers. <laughs>
1: Cheers. Awesome. That's good. Good deal. Uh, all right. I'll let you go now, Bo.
2: Okay, cool. Uh, so I did a drink called the blue goose in honor of the goose. I actually, uh, I was actually going to make a, uh, a drink called the Dead Goose and Kelly oh. and Kelly and Kelly said, uh, too soon, too been soon, a vana, almost 30 years. I
0: looked for a drink called the Dead Goose. Was there one yeah. you was gonna come up with? One? It's or... been
2: almost 40 years. I was gonna come up with my own drink called okay. the Dead Goose. <laughs> oh, um, I'll tell you what that was in a second, but the Blue Goose that I came up with is a. Uh, my own version of there's a real blue goose but it's like too exotic kind of for me it's got like hypnotic in it and all kinds and and you know i blue curacao and stuff and i actually thought i had blue curacao but i don't so i went with uh ounce and a half of gray goose um an ounce of blueberry schnapps and a half an ounce of lime juice and it's served up like in a martini glass and that, um, that sounds pretty good yeah it's actually pretty it's I'm gonna tell you, one of the best drinks I've had <laughs> on this show. We've had some pretty fucking awful <laughs> drinks, and this is one of the better drinks that I've had. So uh, it's it's yeah. yeah, this this is a good, tasty one. Um, and then also, you know, for my beer pairings, that I normally do. I got a couple of low-neck Budweisers uh, going for me that I can you know, just have to sip on after. I got to put these flames out sometimes,
1: so uh, I'll take care of that. <laughs> nice, nice. That's a good call. Uh, I'll go next and we'll save Dan for the last Um, So I went with one I kind of was doing the same thing You guys were a little bit of goose uh, A little bit of that wingman magic Okay. And uh, I found something called uh, Aviator Fuel and this oh, wow. was inspired by uh, the movie too, and it was uh, it's that first uh fight dogfight where they're coming back and um, they're running out a few. they're they're flying oh, on yeah. fumes and stuff like that. So it was they they needed a little bit, but I had to I had to make it a wingman also and and get the the touches back in there. So I went with Grey Goose, right? So okay, it's, perfect, it, yeah. It's uh, two ounces of vodka. I went with Grey Goose, which is an expensive ass vodka to tell you. And I hate the fact that they have to have the super tall bottles, like nobody else has those they don't fit on the shelf yeah exactly it's like you (laughs) bastards so uh i ended up buying the little shorty so i can get it in there um then it goes two ounces of lemonade uh which i went with straight then uh this one called for two ounces of a lemon lime soda and I, i had to do it one better i found a rock star that's called silver ice Oh! Well, I, ha- I nice. had to get my, my ice man in there, and yeah. so instead of the the lemon lime soda, I threw that in there, and uh, it's actually really good. It's another two ounces of that, so yeah. Uh, Pour it up nice. in a Collins glass, and uh, yeah. So it's it's my uh, Aviator Fuel Wingman Edition. <laughs> nice. So perfect. Yeah. I, I, and this one again, like Bo said, uh, pretty tasty. This this could be a good uh, summertime uh, go to for sure. Yeah. Nice. All right, Dan. What
3: what do you got for us? All right. Nothing actually, but uh, I'm going to tell you what I envision. I got the memo a little bit late on the drink thing, and sorry uh, about that. My apologies.
2: Yeah. You got everything a little late, and that's totally my fault. Sorry
3: about that. <laughs> so I came up with the name, um, which would be the uh, I was inverted. Oh, so nice. staying with that, but I since I like tiki drinks, Bo knows that I like the rum, yeah. and I'm thinking something like a mai tai, something with a floater with with some rum in it. Nice juices. Oh, there you but, go. Again, I didn't have anything. I'm gonna. I'll get the wife to come up with something. She's the drinker of the, of the house, <laughs> nice. not me. But I'll come up with something. Maybe later. Yeah,
1: yeah that would be cool. We'll, we'll we'll throw it on the website or, or when we get to our socials uh, with the drinks, anyways. And yeah, that sounds cool. A tiki drink with a, uh, the separations would be cool. Yeah, especially if you can get like two, two real separate colors, so it has that that uh above and below and then if you could just get a little way to get a finger in there somehow give them the bird <laughs> yeah
0: nice
3: there
1: you go there yeah was i a, could do that yeah
0: just this weekend i saw someone making a tiki drink with pineapple juice and they added um what, what type of acid is it that that's in uh, in lime or lemon um there's a citric acid like citric a citric acid, acid yeah they added it up so it so it basically had the same levels i think it's six percent as as lemon or lime and it changes the whole balance of the drink and really balances out oh, wow. any of the any of the um and makes the makes the the uh pineapple juice that much more of a complement to the rums and, and stuff that you're nice. adding in there so just throwing that out there for any of our listeners that want to experiment uh behind the bar
1: yeah <laughs> cool. i i also did grab a beer this time uh just it, it was by chance that uh, my daughter had brought uh, a, a four-pack home from uh, Revision, uh, which is a Nevada Brewery, uh, this weekend for Father's Day. And it's called uh, 87 Knots, and it's oh, a okay. uh, New England style. It is super delicious, but it's got this perfect Navy kind of ship theme. It's old school. It's like a tall ship, but it's got a big oh, okay. anchor on it and stuff like that. And I was looking at it, up. I'm like, what, what's the 87 Knots? What? And 87 Knots is a is approximately 100 miles per hour so they're taking it to 100 is is the idea because okay. like, this movie goes to 100 yeah, for sure Absolutely, and maybe even more too i mean it, it it's all about just going crazy it, it yep. is such a good movie
2: well that's right. a good point I'll, I'll probably be drinking anchor steams later and obviously the anchor of the navy and all that <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff so i get the navy tie in there <laughs> well and you
0: mentioned this was the number one hit of the of the year uh number one money making but it also Brought in a lot of people into the into the Navy that wanted to be pilots. So so as far as being a recruitment film, her, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely very successful in that regard too.
1: And and those guys were so sad when they got in there and they realized that they're probably not going to be pilots. Like um, one out of ten thousand. <laughs> yeah, one out of yeah. ten
2: thousand or more people make it yeah, into sure. the yeah. right. And I think they yeah, even
0: fine you like five dollars if you say any line from the movie Top Gun while you
1: That's that's current. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I read an article on that. That's currently going on in in the uh, the naval school right now. Uh, it's what is it? It's not actually called Top Gun by, but that's the the nickname. But it's um. The fighter 88? weapons school. Yeah. Fighter Weapon School. So, interesting story. I, I found this out a couple of years ago, um, and, I, and my dad happened to be up here yesterday uh, for Father's Day, and uh, I, I, ca- I got to talk to him a little bit about uh, I have a great uncle, so my dad's uncle, uh, my grandma's brother, was an uh, Air Force pilot. And he, uh, and, and it's funny, I found out in my history class in college that he was the one that dropped the uh, hydrogen bomb on Bikini Island. And so, I thought that was a guy no. from Jaws. <laughs> no. So uh, yeah, yeah. I was literally I was literally in my uh um uh history class reading the book and they were talking about it and it and it said Captain Critchlow. and I was like what the hell? I was like Liter-, I'm like that's that can't be and so uh I I did some investigation and yeah it it, it was my uh my great uncle who was uh the pilot oh that my dropped gosh. that but he ended up being a flight instructor at oh, the Air okay. Force version oh. of Top Gun. Uh, which is the the weapon school you know the fighter school and stuff like that, apparently he was he was such a good fighter pilot that or a fighter pilot that he would they wouldn't even let him go into combat uh they kept him there at school just so he could train people and then he finally let him go to Germany when everything was all done and stuff, so he never got to get in combat, but he was he was pretty badass apparently, so I thought that was kind of cool, pretty cool, yeah well let's yeah. jump right That's into this awesome. movie yeah so um this is, uh, one of Tom Cruise's, uh, big, uh, early movies, right? And, and he, he was, it's his first big movie, right? I mean,
2: it, Risky Business was big, but was this his first like blockbuster as you want to call so. it? I think so. You don't think like, Risky Business is, like... was a blockbuster? Well, I don't think it was it I think it ended up being a blockbuster, but I don't think it was like created to be a blockbuster whereas I think this was created to be a blockbuster. True. Like true. like like it happened to be a blockbuster with their ski business, but that wasn't the the sort of intent, I guess. You know, that's all I'm that's that's what I'm thinking about. That's all. I, I
1: I agree with you. I, and and it's it's one of those things where he is such a big star like with the movies that he's done, it's it's hard to say what was, you know, cuz he had, you know, uh, risky business, all the right moves. Uh, legend. All the right moves is a great movie. We're we're all out before this. Uh, Taps, uh, Taps, one of my favorite. Th- Taps. Filmed right
2: near filmed right near where I grew up.
1: Actually, yeah. outsiders, which is an incredible movie. Um, you know, which you, they could you,
2: never make today with those same actors one because half of them are dead but but one but one because just the imagine how much that would cost to make like look at the actors in that movie even if they were all alive if you tried to put that cast together right now you couldn't afford it oh
1: yeah no that that is uh on uh uh avengers uh epic level of uh actors and, and amounts of them and yeah
0: so if they tried to make like the outsiders the geriatric years
1: yeah,
3: that's. What, <laughs> it'd be sort of sad. They're still greasers. They're kids, off. right? Yeah. So it'd
2: like... be like, great. Right, all the all the parents are sitting yeah. on the porch, and all the kids are out fucking no, up. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, that's not how you shank someone. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, you dye your hair with shoe polish. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this was one of his, his his earlier movies, but probably one of the biggest uh, yep. for for his for his early movies, and I would say, still probably one of his best. Um, uh, you know. yeah, I, I'd put it up there. yeah. I mean, if you ask people their favorite top Tom Cruise movies this is this is probably in that 35 40 percent and with as many good movies as he has, I think that's that's gonna take it for the most part He's you
0: know? he's, he's an anomaly amongst actors in that in that he has such a unusually sour reputation uh, with his, <laughs> right and and yet he kind of can always defy that with the movies he puts out are always. <laughs> just damn good (laughs) you know so you say you know i'm not a big fan of tom cruise but man he makes good movies i hear that all the time
1: you're (laughs) not wrong because i was thinking that i watched it again today i I told Alyssa that you know one of the things i wanted to do this weekend was was to watch it again and so i ended up watching it today when it was hot outside and not uh, too hot to go do some work and i was watching this going man i would punch him in the face if he was around me the way he acts (laughs) well that's what (laughs) kelly said (laughs) <laughs>
2: Last night when we were watching it she was like he's such an arrogant SOB in this. He, movie. he is. <laughs> you have to be to but, be a fighter pilot. That's Well yeah, there's her. that. Well, that's that. I,
3: that's that. what they I told all, her.
2: All... That's what I said to her. Yeah. <laughs>
3: all- type a personalities
2: you know But he's
1: i mean he's like an asshole among assholes he, he is like you know even they all want to punch him in the face he's just kind of over the top i think it's because he always a has a lot
2: that... of them need to be punched in the face that... I mean, the only one you don't want to punch in the face is goose goose right <laughs> uh but he's and not a pilot. that's why he's not a pilot either. right and tim yeah. robbins is a nice right. guy also it's also a backseat
1: yeah. guy right, right? Back. Uh, I it, uh, rio i guess is what they call Rios, it was a, yeah yeah which Radar, I, I didn't laptop, i didn't know that until oh i didn't know that either because yeah. they call it they call them out that but it, they you know they don't give you the the terminology they just expect you to know or, or learn but yeah, i thought that was uh, great um
0: I, I, I watched a like a two and a half hour behind the scenes and they actually mentioned something about all the lingo they said there was the, they were first introduced to all the lingo and they couldn't make heads or tails of what people were talking <laughs> this is the people that were going in to write the screenplay but they decided just to deal with it and they'd let audiences deal with it. They said it was more important that they just got a sense of it and they'd figure it out. And if they wanted to yeah. f- look it up, it was better that way. So I think well, that they, was also a good had, call. Yeah.
1: they also had a lot of actual military advisors on this that that really took control of a lot of stuff. Like there was there were some interesting script changes that were directed by the Department of Navy saying, yeah, no, that's that's not going to fly. Because uh, Goose was originally supposed to die in a crash on board, like during a landing or something like that. They're like, they wouldn't yeah, allow nope. it. They said, no way. Yeah.
0: But yeah, and they, they put it on this guy named Pete uh, Pettigrew. I guess he was the advisor, but he was also one who, who shot down MiGs and, and was a was a fighter pilot. And he designed that whole thing, he says, cause, uh, based on things that had actually happened um yeah. and and said this is how how you're gonna you're gonna kill him and they he thinks they pulled it off he was well. also but, the
1: old man that yeah. uh he <laughs> got a little cameo he was the old the old man that uh met up with uh uh charlie in the in the bar right and uh so uh yeah he got it he got his little little you know cameo in there which was kind of cool he also, uh, they also
0: though, he also got was pretty you know rolled his eyes at a lot of the script uh <laughs> things too i mean the whole idea of the trophies and stuff. They don't do trophies. And you know, oh, yeah. there, were lot, there were a lot of things that he said that, that they basically, he said he heard the excuse of uh, a lot of times from the the producer just say, okay, it's Ma and Pa in Oklahoma that are gonna see this movie and they don't care about those rules. They wanna see, you know, they wanna see jet fighters and they wanna see rock and roll, uh, rock and roll in, in the sky and, and uh, yeah, so. So they, well, that, they they kind of balanced it. they had some reality, but then they definitely yeah. suspended disbelief in a lot of a lot of the.
1: So that would be a question. Of, now I I understand not getting like a trophy in a in a in a trophy sense, but they do have plaques for top top uh, graduates and stuff like that. If I'm not mistaken, can you say anything more to that, Dan? Or
3: no, I don't know. I think uh, I know they all get patches and yeah. stuff like that, but I don't know to what extent that they get like anything else besides that.
1: I mean, I know when I I was in the Coast Guard and just in A school, we had, you know, the top graduate got, you know, a, a little plaque, you know, or got their name on the plaque that was a running A school thing. Uh, so it was kind of, you know, I could see it happening. I, I, maybe not like a trophy, like, you know, like a Stanley cup that they're going to run around with and hold above their head. But right. definitely, I mean, we got that scene, hilarious scene too, where they're, they're looking at the plaque and posing in front of it and Goose comes up and then, uh, you know, Iceman, or I guess it was Slider. He's like, yeah, the, the, you know, plaque for second place is in the, uh, ladies room and we get <laughs> Anthony <laughs> Edwards, Goose with the, with the, the, the laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such yeah. a good way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then even, then even goes on top and turns around even better. And he goes over and he goes, no, it, it's two O's and goose guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he he is actually probably the most likable character in this entire thing. And and oh no, kid, you know, but he was it,
0: he was cast that way. You know, yeah. Even the director it, even said, yeah, he's likable and he's the guy you're gonna you're
2: gonna kill in, in act in act two. And, <laughs> so a couple. Well, of him and his <laughs> wife, right? right yeah i mean him and his wife are like like the most likable people in the whole thing like i think even even uh uh, kelly mcgillis isn't a likable kind of person i mean she's fine but i'm not like as as like sort of like sexualized they make the whole thing and all that kind of (laughs) stuff and it's like i don't know that i would like kind of hit on her necessarily like Tony, well,
0: you know, when, she's attractive at all. Tony Scott uh, cast her as an older, you know, older than him as just to kind of give her more, uh, more um, presence in, in her role. In fact, I think the, the didn't the didn't the military help define uh, her role, too? Because I think originally in the script, it, she was dating uh, Maverick was dating someone, one of the other. Like one of the It was supposed to be.
1: It was a gym. No, it was supposed to be a gymnast or a, a groupie. But what happened was, is they met a real live woman that uh, was actually a mathematician and was like knew huh? the stuff that they had her, and so they based her off of that. Who, uh, you know, uh, Kelly McGillis's character had um, the call sign Charlie, but the actual woman had uh, her last name was Fox, and she ended up with the, the call sign Legs. Which I was like, I'm like, God, you sexist bastard! <laughs> like, well, but here's the thing: <laughs> it's like, how ridiculous
2: was it in in her? When they do the close up of her walking down the aisle in the in the flight oh. bay, where she has like those sexy like line up the back stockings and all that <laughs> kind of stuff, and it's like it's like she's not wearing that on a military base. She'd probably be wearing. Oh like, no, no, as a
3: civilian, maybe. There's, yeah, she's a civilian. I right? mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's, like, it's a want. little
2: little over sexualized, I guess. But it's that's not, move. That's moving. making. Well, that's, she had the that's... flight jacket. She yeah. had the flight jacket too with the arms. Pulled. Well, I mean, was, you know what she outfit. had. The, you know, she had that flight jacket on in the elevator, right, with the hat. No, because it, well, it there's it that was... scene with the flight jacket in the elevators because that was a reshoot. So she had already signed on to another movie where she had to have dark hair, and she she had blonder hair oh. in the in the original movie, obviously. Yeah. And she had to have darker hair for the the other movie she did and so that's why they did the hat like with the hair up and all that kind of stuff. And, and cause she had to totally change her
1: look. Right. Well, I wanted to go that, I mean, they, she's a civilian and they gave her a call sign, right. From right. the original. And that was one of the things in, in, a couple of podcasts I listened to and I, uh, they talked about call signs. So I thought it'd be fun for us to do that too. And so, uh, I want, I, I, I know I sent a text out to you guys to uh, come up with call signs for each other. So I, I want to get into that. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm actually going to start first here. So, uh, I want to start with Bo, just because his, to me, was the easiest to find. And it, it, it actually took me a couple of minutes, but then as soon as I figured it out, it was, it was spot on. So, uh, one at the time, uh, it was probably, God, 20 years ago, uh, we started a, a D-League hockey team. And we uh, called it the Ice Monkeys, and and Bo wanted to be a goalie, so we we threw him in the goal, uh, put some pads on him, and the thing was, is with the Ice Monkeys, we all we all got jerseys with with special names on the back that yeah. were were monkey or ape related, and Bo had Chim Chim, and I actually have his jersey right here with me. Oh, right, because I sent it to you. That's right. Yeah, so I have his his old hockey jersey right here yes. with Chim Chim <laughs> on it. So Bo's cold call sign for me would have to be Chim Chim Perfect. Uh, um, and then uh, I went on to a, uh, a um, random call sign generator just <laughs> to throw it in there and uh, I, I just I, I, I had to go in there and just check a couple and uh, a couple I got I did a couple times I got uh, Broadway for Bo also Kujo oh. oh. and then the one that really sticks to me and made me laugh was ruler
2: <laughs> and I, so I'm an architect.
1: Exactly. I, I, I was the only the better one would have been like pencils or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, uh, so that, those are the ones that I got for Bo. I thought those were really good. Steve, I had a harder time because I like I know a lot about him, but he has so many different things, and I was trying to think of because you're in IT, I kind of went down that route, and one of them would just be IT or it. <laughs> You know, uh, I thought hacker because you know, that, that's kind of oh. just all, the, all the, the the professionals that do that. Uh, the other one was hardwire, you know, just because <laughs> you're in there. It sounds like a GI Joe type name for, for the guy that does the IT. And matter of fact, I think that was what it was. But the one that got me um, that I really liked uh, outside of there was one other one for martial arts, you're always asking questions, so I wanted to call you professor. <laughs> right, because you're you're always you got you're always on that intellectual level. But the one that I really thought that fit you to me was tough mutter, oh, gotcha. and they just shortened right. it up to mutter. So you just <laughs> be up there uh, mutter out. Uh, and then uh, for uh, the the <laughs> the ones that made me laugh on the um, the auto generator, the first one that came up and, and made me laugh a lot was just Beaver. So it is <laughs> <it was> Lieutenant <laughs> Steve Beaver Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> And then the other one I thought was pretty cool is they gave you Brickyard, which I thought, yeah, that's kind of cool. Nice. But, uh, interesting. All right. So those nice. are the ones I got for you two guys.
0: Well, I only cool. came up with one for each of you. Uh, it sounds like you've got ten <laughs>
1: for each
0: yeah. of us. I was having fun. I was having fun. <laughs> uh, let me let me go ahead and and Bo, uh, I from from the fact you're architect, uh, I, I came up with Archie. I thought that was a good one. Uh, oh, that's a good right, one. For, yeah. For uh, just being an architect. And uh, and Noah. Uh, for you i went with yogi just, yogi. <laughs> just you know you you fought uh, off bears uh and and, and you probably not have a problem putting away a picnic basket so uh, probably and, not and, and, and i'm i'm your uh, i'm your pal boo-boo you know so yeah. uh, so it seemed like yogi would be a good fit for you
1: <laughs> oh that'd nice. be it if you were my nice. rio that's what it'd have to be is be Yogo yogi and boo-boo <laughs> sure. nice. that's hilarious all right nice.
2: So I only came up with one too, um, I actually came up with one for Dan cause, cause I've known him. I'll start with him. It's interesting because, uh, because Dan is the flight instructor in the group and he teaches people how to fly. Um, I went with professor for him. So I went with professor for Dan cause he's, he's the one that knows the most about flying of all of us. Right. <laughs> um, For Steve, I went with Maestro because you always have the guitar in the background when we're doing the podcast. And also you kind of orchestrate everything and make sure it gets like like, like done right. And you're the recorder and you're kind of in charge of all that kind of stuff, whatever. So I went with Maestro for you. And then Noah, um, for you, I went with Thomas. (laughs) And the reason I went with Thomas is because you're always like, poking holes in what the storyline is. So Doubting Thomas, well, I went with Thomas because you're such a Doubting Thomas with all these (laughs) movies that we do.
1: (laughs) Someone has to poke holes in it. Someone has to do it. Uh, So awesome. Yeah, that was cool. I I just thought it'd be a fun thing to do. and, And it's one of those things is like, when you get a nickname or something from someone else, it, it usually carries more weight than if you try and give yourself one and, and that's what call signs seem to me. Although looking at some of those guys, uh, you know, the egos and stuff, I'm thinking they probably gave themselves uh because I think, I don't know if they would have all been as cool, you know. It it would have been a little bit more, you know, joking. Like around. who comes
2: up with Iceman for somebody
1: else? Right? True. Well unless oh, unless, he was, unless yeah. he was married <laughs> and it was his wife. Right, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, no. So I thought that was kind of cool, and and you know who doesn't want to have a a, a cool uh, call sign? So now right. you guys can you guys can use those whenever you want uh, in any of your sign-ons or sign-offs. <laughs> um, all right, back to this movie. Uh, one of the other things I found out I thought was really cool. We were talking about uh, Anthony Edwards and Goose. Uh, all of the the fighter pilots and and. People that were supposedly up in the, the planes got to go actually up in the F-14s uh, in the rear seat for some test flights and stuff like that, and, and some of was filmed. Except
0: Val Kilmer refused.
1: Oh, did he? <laughs> yep. I didn't see that. Oh, really. Yeah, he refused. Do he we know not, why? Yeah. He, he was
0: not interested. He said that wasn't that wasn't part of the uh, part of the deal. He just didn't want
1: to. <laughs> oh. He didn't wow. want to do the movie at first either. That that's right. what came up too. Yeah. So the he uh, Anthony Edwards was the only one that uh, of the actors that didn't throw up. Oh uh, wow! So, right. Tom, Tom, <laughs> Cruise,
0: like Tom Cruise did the first time,
3: yeah. Um, no. and
0: he, yeah, he documents exactly how it all happened. I guess he was going up with someone named Bozo. Uh,
3: yeah, that, oh, that's right. That, oh, yeah, wow. Bozo that was a guy. Um, he and, did the flyby too.
0: Yeah, and he couldn't mm-hmm. even he couldn't even communicate yeah. with him uh, because he was pulling some sort of uh, you know maneuver. Uh, yeah, maneuver that made it so he couldn't even get to his his, his, uh, his uh, to his uh Bag to throw up. So, oh, yeah, he was trying to get his bag, and it was, like, all over the place, but but um, But no. But then he went up for two more flights, and he had no problem on that, yeah. He, yeah. and, of course, he fell in love with it, too.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: Well, apparently, that was what it was. He wasn't sure if he wanted to do it, and they arranged that first flight, and so he did that flight. Even with all the throwing up and doing all that, he got back down, got out, went and found a payphone, and called the guy and said, yep, I'm in.
0: Well, that wasn't oh, – wow. when I said the first flight, that was when they were actually doing the, the footage, when they were actually okay. recording the first flight, that was different. That was that was, oh, okay. I don't think that was a whole. I don't think they did quite as much uh, of the. He
1: still was. All, he was all in once after the first flight, and and that's you know, that's one of the things about Tom Cruise that you know love him or hate him. One of the cool things he does is he gets into the movies and does a lot of the stunts, and and he he, sure. if he's you know what, what was uh, Days of Thunder, he got in and 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 I think someone said he actually drove like a full two hundred laps. You know, oh, wow. it wasn't, it wasn't uh, just a couple. He, he's like, no, I want, I want to, to know what it was, it was like. And yeah. these
0: days he's, he's, he's almost like hundred percent like Jackie Chan, as far as the stunts. He oh, can. he'll
2: never be like there, Jackie Chan. Well, I
0: just mean that, that, you know, the <laughs> was, is, he does as
2: many of his own stunts he as he can. can. There was and a, scene,
0: there was a scene in like mission impossible five or something like that, where he had to hold his breath for a certain amount of time. It was All next right. to impossible. They talk about in the movie. So he did that, you know, it's yeah. just like, that's just ridiculous. You know?
3: Didn't he break his ankle or something? Yeah. Uh, possible. Yeah. When he exactly. went, he like jumped over a building, sort of didn't make it, and then snapped and his leg. They
0: used that shot <laughs> in the
3: movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because he kept going. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he kept uh-huh. it rolling, and then his leg yeah. was there, his ankle was broken or something.
1: Yep. Oh, That's wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I'd love to see him do some Jackie Chan kind of shit though, like some drunken uh, <laughs> kung fu. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that need to impress me. Or or those two guys need to do a movie together. That would be awesome. Jackie Chan and.
2: Tom, yeah. Tom Cruise.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, have a fight scene between the two of them. Just yeah. let them go at it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> It'd be fun. Um, one of the other. Uh, I wanted to bring this up. We were talking about Kelly Gillis, uh, McGillis earlier. So, uh, was she a ri- the original MILF? I mean, if you think about it, like in a movie, <laughs> was that even a thing when she? Because I mean, she's got to uh, be five, six years older than him in this movie, at least. Oh she's definitely a I
2: think cougar for sure like maybe maybe not a milk but she's definitely old enough like yeah he's uh-huh. he's so young like it's before he got his teeth fixed like that's how old this movie is
1: yeah like, there's his teeth oh, are like
2: how <laughs> old she Do you know she's actually, she
1: was? She's well, actually I'll, five I'll... years older than him she was uh oh really yeah. yeah uh in 86 she was born in 57 i looked it up um, yeah i'm looking right and, now I'm and he ahead. was born in like 60. she was born in newport beach I should. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I think she was around like early or late 20s when this was filming and stuff so yeah. uh, which, which kind of fits up with her character I think that her the actual woman might have been a little bit older uh, just you know because she had been through college and kind of worked well so self up into the position she was so Took the movie while. that she
0: did right before this was uh witness with harrison ford and uh, yeah. so she played oh, the, right she played the much younger amish woman in that one and uh, goes from there to the the older woman against uh, tom cruise boy she had her way with uh, leading leading men <laughs> back yeah. in the 80s I mean- at least back in the 80s not 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 so much these days <laughs> Not
2: uh, Although she has like turned it around a little bit. She was looking pretty ragged there for a couple of years. I mean, am oh, no really? judge. She
3: turned it around? I so I'm no judge. But right Good. now she yeah. doesn't look
2: too, I mean, she looks, uh, I mean, you know, for being what, almost, uh, what is she, 65? No. Yeah, so she's 65. So, I mean, you know, she's she's getting up there.
1: Uh, I mean, you so know, spo- don't spo- tell my still- wife little bit of sp-
2: <laughs> I said that
1: <laughs> little little spoilers for for Maverick. Not it's not going to kill kill anything, but she was one of the few that wasn't invited back. Uh, didn't make an appearance. Really? But uh, the new love interest was mentioned in the original That's movie. Right. Oh so really? She, yep. She yep, is uh, a scene. yeah. She is the uh, admiral's daughter. Uh, that, oh. Uh, Fly by? Yep, Which is mentioned, yep. I believe, twice. Uh, oh, I didn't know that until I today. Either. I was reading some stuff. I was like, That's that funny. is perfect. It makes more sense now, too. And I was like, okay, I get it. Right. I just thought that was hilarious. And I, I had to bring that up because I was today years old uh, when I learned that. So, yeah. Uh,
2: so, I mean, talking about, talking about the cast and talking about, like, just how they've aged. <laughs> and, you know, I'm no judge. Don't get me wrong. Like, I am not the person to be. Judging on looks, but there are a lot of these people that have like not aged well, for lack of a well, better term. Have you have do, do you find though that
0: that when it comes to aging and and I guess ageism is is at play here? But if you see actors that that you know make it big when they're already past their prime, you know, uh, uh yeah, an older woman that that be, like. Like Kathy Bates or someone, you know, someone who's who's not all about looks. They're more they're they're kind of already past yeah. their 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 beauty stage, um, and we accept them a lot more. But then if we if if we get to know someone like Carrie Fisher or something like that, and then they age and they no longer they huh. lose their beauty, we tend to judge them for that. It's it's almost I, I, judges.
2: Well, and that's why you are kind of like stuff. hedging, my Yeah,
0: yeah, it does seem. I mean, and then we look at Tom Cruise and say, oh my gosh he's
2: uh well know. he's even looking like look at him his cheeks don't move anymore and stuff like <laughs> he's had a ton of work and like even like meg ryan like meg ryan's had so oh, much meg work ryan, done yeah. so it's not even like she's aged poorly she's like yeah. trying it's to like she's person, had so much though. work done
0: it, it almost yeah. seems like it's impossible though because you either have work done to keep yourself looking yeah. looking good or you let it go and you risk you risk it all well, of turning south. I mean, it's very rare to have, I mean, have a it, woman who hasn't had any work done that that can look can look attractive and and uh, to the point of a leading woman. Uh, um, like, yeah. like I mean, like they did in Maverick with uh, who, who is that Jennifer Connelly? Uh, she's one of the few that
3: she's in that. Mm, she is. Yep. Oh, I didn't know. She's the main love interest.
0: Yeah, and she's probably about the same age. Yeah. So,
1: um, so we're talking about Meg Ryan. This was her first movie, too. Yeah. And, and oh, really? She was, in yeah. soap opera. Yeah. she was in
0: a soap opera before this.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah. She was. She was yeah. in two two TV kind of productions, but this is her first movie. I thought she was so freaking. She was cute. great. Yeah. It's it's yeah. yeah. Um, there is some stuff that, in here goes my whole poking in it. Right. Uh, when Goose dies, Maverick's the one that goes and cleans out his house, ends up with his dog tags and all that. That is complete bullshit. 100% bullshit. Meg Ryan's not giving up those dog tags, right? Oh, for sure. No, and they would have never given them to Maverick. Yeah. It, it, it I think just... my
2: dad still has my uncle's dog tags. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, it's...
1: Oh, and when he throws him overboard, uh, dude, I would have kicked his ass right over after him. Like, swim and <laughs> catch him, motherfucker, because that was bullshit. Um, and that's what... I don't know, won't spoil the next movie, but anyways, yeah, that that to me was kind of a like, kind of like that's where it got a little bit out. I was like, come on, you, you guys could have done something better with that. Like, him have it. Or what they could have done is had her give him to him, and then him have him in the in the plane, and then you know, isn't maybe yeah. after the fight put it on, but never throw him overboard. Isn't that the right. shot that that Tony
0: Scott actually paid off? Paid like the 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 carrier twenty five thousand dollars to turn
1: around to that was no. That that's the. That was the opening, the opening scene where they have them just—it's like all shot on deck with all the plane crew and stuff doing all that. He wanted the sunset behind them. But it was just there one was
0: sh- shot he had to get. I thought it was that—the other one. Okay. No,
1: no, it was—it was that opening scene. It's like they shot like thirty minutes worth of stuff, and then they used like seven minutes of it because it's a long ass opening. Cool as shit. I loved all of it. I, I, for all those guys on the deck, I was like, the, you know, that is cool enough job to get. If you don't get to be a pilot, maybe you get to be one of those. <laughs> probably half those people that signed up ended up as cooks or, you know, uh, you know, store men or whatever. They were, they were doing shit jobs and they got out after four years. I, I just, I know, cause I've been there. I actually have a, a friend I work with who was on a carrier and I talked to him all the time about it. He goes, yeah, it's the most ridiculous thing, dude. It just, it is, it's insane, uh, being on a carrier. He's like, there, you basically, it's like working a regular job, except for there's nowhere else to go except for, you know, to eat. Uh, go to Iraq uh, or, you know, every once in a while there's, like, a weight room or something, you know. it's But he, he says it's just like a regular 9-to-5 job. You work your 8 hours, you <laughs> you eat, and then you go to bed. <laughs> They're like little cities. Um, we were talking about ages and, and, and the looks and stuff like this. There is a pretty cool uh, group of people in this. I mean, Val Kilmer is Iceman. Oh, yeah. ice man. Uh, probably one of his best best performances in one of his best movies he didn't want to do this movie at all like he literally he the only reason he was in it was because he he had a contract signed that he had to do whatever came up for whatever reason so he didn't want to do this movie and uh, the the animosity between him and and um, Tom Cruise in this movie is is visible right it's palpable in the, in yeah. the show and it's because those two, literally did not talk and kept separated and were not friends offset like they oh, wow. literally like and, and it was it wasn't like intentional like like they were like no i don't like that guy but it was like they both did it as the acting side of it is like oh we're not supposed to like each other so i can't be joking with you after hours because then i might smile when you do something when i'm not supposed to Kilmer so, actually I,
0: talks about a practical joke he played on tom cruise it wasn't really a practical joke but he like he bought him a a big case of of wine and he and he put it out in a field and he said, hey, I got you this, this case of wine. And Tom Cruise was all really like, oh, I really appreciate that. And he's like, yeah, it's out, out there in the field. And, and basically they all got to set, sit and watch him go out and tap the lug it all the way back in. It seems really petty and weird, but but that was, yeah. that was the story that he told about one of the pranks he pulled. But he, yeah, it was very much kind of to try to, to simulate that animosity so, so it reflected oh, more on screen together, you know.
1: So one of the best ones that was uh, unplanned is uh in that first uh briefing with um Kelly McGillis' as Charlie, uh he's talking about uh he does the inverted uh move yeah. or whatever and uh Val Kilmer does the, the bullshit cough. Yeah. Unscripted and all the laughs were like legit and so it was just one of those is like got in there and it was like <laughs> like that was like that was perfect, you know. It wasn't supposed to happen, but it, it ends up being one of the you know better parts of the movie in a way of, of just the 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 between them the the animosity and just you know those two don't like each other. But I mean, it is they play them off perfect. The two top dogs, right? You you can only have one alpha male in, in a pack, and those guys are both vying for it. And that's literally what happens is you know they go back and forth and back and forth and 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 you know Val Kilmer technically is. The alpha, fee- or the alpha female, the alpha, male. alpha male. He's the alpha male. He he wins in the end. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So well, and and look at I mean I'm looking at some of the I've looked at this
2: a couple of times at the people that are in this movie and there's like a lot of people that are in like other movies that we could easily do on this podcast as things that <laughs> I think we all like. So one of the other guys, Sundown, Clarence Gilyard oh, yeah, Jr. Yeah, right. He's yeah. from, he's, he had a good couple of years there. He did this and then he did Die Hard, like yep. much bigger role in Die Hard. He oh, was the, that's uh, right. he was he the was nerdy guy. guy and he was he a guy. Gla- he was a right. He guy. broke into the safe, right? Yeah. Right. He was the guy that, that broke into the safe. He's our he, Steve. He got punched in the face <laughs> and did the, like, the, shout <laughs> sound yeah. or whatever, right? In the, in the van. But, um, the other guy who I just, I just noticed this, maybe it was yesterday, but, um, Chipper, who, I, I, I'm trying to think who he was.
1: Uh, uh, he had second. one He had one line in the whole movie. He had one just, line. Yeah, he's like, Where, where's Maverick? <laughs> it was yeah. at the graduation. He's like, where's Maverick? The only time yeah. we hear
2: him. But he's from Heroes. He's like one of the big stars oh, from Heroes, yeah. which is one of my favorite shows. But um, that's, you know, there's like all these people that, you know, Meg Ryan's first movie, you know, uh, Chipper, uh, Sundown, all these people and like looking at some uh, of the other people like Tom Skerritt. Tim Robbins, right? Tim Robbins. Tim, 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 Rock- Robbins. Tom, yeah. Tim yeah. Robbins has second billing on IMDb. Like, yeah. He has like 10 lines in the whole movie, right? And and yeah. he gets second billing. Um, Michael he Ironsides. That, you know. He wasn't
1: even at Top Gun. He wasn't even at the school. He was on the aircraft carrier both times. He was Cougars uh, Rio. Right. Then, then, uh, then when uh, to- uh, Maverick comes when back. When died yeah. and Maverick had that yeah. right. Yeah, they basically assigned him to him. So... He right. didn't even go to Top Gun, but you know yeah. he got he got some prominent uh, movies play. Funny exactly. thing with him is uh, his height actually would have uh, precluded him from being in the oh, from uh, being a pilot. Uh, from being in the F-14, he wouldn't have fit. Huh. Uh, the Navy has some very uh, Edwards looks tall too, like. I don't they didn't say Anthony Edwards, but he might have been close. I know um I was talking to a friend of mine who, who actually went into the Navy and, and is a pilot, but uh certain planes have uh height restrictions, just like uh, the submarines. You can only be uh, a certain height to be on submarines. Yeah. And so I think it's like six three or six four is like the maximum for a submarine and stuff. So but he wouldn't have been able to be, even be in the F fourteens at the time. So hmm. interesting yeah. how it ended up.
2: Um Dan, like as a pilot, like how hard like how how set are the seats? Like probably back then it was different, but like the <laughs> planes you probably fly in are a little more adjustable, like a Yeah, car, they're right? adjustable. Yeah, you could you can move the seat back pretty far
3: and up and down. So it's not really a big issue for I mean, I uh, obviously like what well, how tall is he? Like six seven or something like that? He's He's so tall, Tim right?
2: Robbins Tim Robbins is six five, Anthony
1: Edwards six, is six two.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Oh yeah, that still would be fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was but, looking at it's it it has it has to be it's it's like he wouldn't have been able to be on a, a submarine because I think there's a six three is the tallest and that might even that might only be on certain ones like certain ones might even be shorter. Um, but it was the F-14 specifically, I think, had a six three or six four cap. Like that was like the tallest and maybe, you know, maybe that goose was pretty tall. Maybe that's why he, that's why he hit the canopy, you know, (laughs) Uh, uh, they just, they just, that's why they don't have tall people in them. Actually one of the, okay, so this is where I'm going to, I'm going to, I found out uh, there was a hole in this that I was kind of looking for and, uh, someone actually explained it. It was an actual fighter pilot. Um, the canopies are designed to to release like three seconds before, and the idea is that if they're going forward that the, the wind uh, will pull them backwards faster and stuff like that. But because they were in a flat spin, that the, the wind did not affect the canopy the way it was supposed to naturally, and that was what attributed to him hitting it uh, quicker than uh, would have normally have happened. And I was like, like I mean, what, was that like... Coincidental, or did those guys actually think about that? <laughs> they like...
0: did. It, I, I mentioned earlier, Pete Pettigrew, uh, the, the advisor, actually came up with that based off scenarios that he had witnessed. As far as he said, he said it was, the, he planned it all out so that uh, the, the Tom Maverick couldn't reach it because he was too far back. And, oh. and so it was, it was Goose that popped the, popped the yeah. top, and then Maverick uh, launches them too quick. Or something, or, or maybe it's the other way around. But I mean, it was like you're supposed to wait. A few seconds before
1: you. I think it's. I think it's supposed out. to be energy. It's engineered into it where it's an automatic three second because it's like you pull it, it uh, pops, then it does a three second cool. delay. But that's, uh, they, that's, they, not they,
0: how, that's not how this guy explained it. But
1: uh, well, I think you might be wrong because uh, the engineering. They're, they're not going to have the pilot count to three after he pulls it. I guarantee it. And uh, I've worked on a few military things that they actually have timed planned into it and stuff like that. So. Okay, I'll find. I, it, I believe that. I mean, what, whatever
0: he said, I think was was. <laughs> yeah. What, what they were
1: trying to mimic. Uh... Well, you, you know what it was—is he knew Tom Cruise was so short, and that's why he threw in there that Tom couldn't reach it. <laughs> that was that was his jab at Tom Cruise. <laughs> was that what it he was? <laughs> He's like, if he'd have had his risers on, you know, he took his shoes off getting into the plane because he didn't have to stand next to anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so apparently, he did wear risers through the whole movie, like uh, like uh, two inch risers. And then there's that scene. Well, he always in, in, does. I know. Well, this is one of the first ones he did. Uh, and then it, there's the scene – because Kelly McGillis is taller than them. There's a scene at the end where they're in the airport bar, and they dug a trench uh, in front of the bar so that she was uh, – Oh, my shorter. God. Yeah. How bad – like, you couldn't – like, just give them a bigger bar stool. Why do you got to dig a trench into a bar? <laughs> I doubt, right. <laughs> I was like, damn. But, yeah, it's like – He was already getting that kind of a height respect in that aspect of, uh, yeah, no, we can't make him look bad. We can't, we can't make him look like a Smurf. He would have been a perfect person to do a Smurf movie. Oh my gosh. He wouldn't have ever done (laughs) that. Damn, no, you're, you're getting brutal. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I, I like Tom Cruise, but I also like to pick fun at him too. I mean, he does (laughs) some incredible movies, but he's also fun and easy to pick on. You know, he's
2: all he is. I mean, he's, he's, I don't know his involvement in the church of scientology alone uh is even outside powerful. of that though
1: his just the way he is i mean the way he is in this movie you talked about his t- his teeth there's one scene i was looking at it and i was like his tooth should be billed separately because it it takes over the scene <laughs> it's like a really close up and it's it's one of those ones it's like a, one of his teeth is like centered on the center of his mouth and so when they shoot him from that angle it looks like he only has a single big tooth and it just, <laughs> it just and it's one of those once you know and you see it, you can't not see it right. and not look away. And I was like Well now the next time I watch it, this is Yeah, now watch. I was thinking
3: <laughs> the same thing. Now I'm gonna go watch it again just so I can look at yeah.
1: that. Yeah. There's at least four scenes where it's like his tooth takes over the takes over the screen for me and now it's like, Because uh, he smiles through the whole thing. That's the other thing, is like even when he's supposed to be upset, he still gets that shit eating grin on his face sometimes. You're like, dude, you smile way too much. Um uh, classic scene in this one. Another one. Uh, the more I watch it, the more I go. This is kind of bullshit. But <laughs> the first, the first bar scene uh, where they go in and it's all the, the all the new pilots or the the new Top Gun guys and pretty much all the other uh, military people at the local bar with all the local uh, single girls. Which that is true to word. Uh, uh, that happens all the time. Uh, I don't know if. Isn't that all... how you met your wife? No, that uh, it was at a bar. It wasn't a military bar. Uh, oh, okay. No, it was it was in the middle of Sonoma, uh, so it's, I I might know I guess at least one of my buddies was there. So there was at least two military guys there. But okay. uh, it wasn't yeah, a military.
2: It wasn't on the base like that. It wasn't okay. like so. That scene reminds me of um, Officer and Gentleman.
1: So this is probably off base because you wouldn't get that many civilian girls in there.
2: But it looked like when you look at the way that bar is, it they oh, no. make it look like it's oh, like a, yeah. blood,
1: like just it's oh. so like. Here's here's what happens. There's a big base like that. I guarantee you, right outside the first commercial spot that they can get closest to the gate, they will put up bars like that, because they get all the enlisted and all the you know all Do the. Do they make guys. it
2: look like it's on the military base still? Is that like the? Because oh, if you look at it, it's like it it has like just the way it's like decorated yeah and no like, they you will know, well, all... yeah they
1: want all the, they want all the enlisted guys that have nowhere to go or in barracks to come drink their their paychecks away and i know because i've done that several times <laughs> when i was stationed in hawaii um but that's literally what it is and that's why you have all the the, the single girls and then mostly you know the guys although i don't know if there'd be that many guys in their uniform especially their dress white like well, you not...
2: just got there though so maybe they were like you are not going mean, bar in no, your dress white. No <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing I noticed. Uh, speaking of the dress, I don't know if it was a dress uniform or not, but when they went into the uh, when when uh, uh, oh shoot, what's his name
1: handed in his wings, right? Um, oh, t- that's on the that's on Cougar. the carrier. When Cougar hands Cougar in couple. his wings, yeah. When yeah. Cougar
2: hands in his wings he's walking out and then they come in and, and uh, uh maverick maverick and goose come in the guy who's the the commander of the ship i don't yeah. know what his rank is but the guy guy's captain. Yeah. captain he's captain, captain no matter what his yeah. rank
1: is yeah so he
2: has a he has a the same exact shirt he's wearing is hanging on the back of the door so it's like oh, he's yeah. ready to he's ready to be like switch his shirt if he gets like I don't know, sweat. something happened or whatever or sweaty. And let's talk about the sweat in this. Oh my God. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the sweat. Every scene, like I've been nervous in my life. That's hot very in San Diego. In my, I, I've been very <laughs> nervous many times in my life in hot situations. I've read Iron Man. My face has never been that wet, dripping with sweat in my entire life. Like it's
1: not only that, but it's beads of it. Like they just sit there like, just no, hanging there.
2: Like <laughs> yeah. I was going to do that when I got on today, I was going to spray water on my face. So when I got on, like, I would look like I was like ready to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. There, the, I noticed that too. I was like, there's a lot of sweating going on in this. Um, you know, the only one that I really could say that the sweat should have been there was the volleyball scene. Yeah, of course. Right. All that, all that stuff on the, on the, on the carrier, they, I guarantee you the captain has AC in his, his uh, quarters. Yeah. I was I was on a small ship, and our AC was so strong that you literally froze to death. Like, you, yeah. you, you slept almost in a sleeping bag, you know, <laughs> uh, because it was so cold in there. But you had to because everything's closed up. So if you don't, <laughs> there's no other airflow through there. So they have to pump AC yeah. really hard through there. So they shouldn't have been sweating that much inside any of those. Uh, what about in the planes? Like, the planes... That's it. That I can't
3: speak to. Like, I'm sure they have some. I'm sure they have air conditioning in those. Right. I mean,
2: yeah. I mean, they're obviously not open cockpit or anything or that, you know,
1: but, but I mean, <laughs> they, get this but they were convertible. They were, <laughs> they're right. Exactly. But they're, I mean, so much like, yeah. Okay. So that brings up a question. I was listening to some other podcasts and, and then I even talked to my daughter about this, uh, cause it, it, it really made me think, and I, am I'm, I'm not sure I'm with the main people on what I was talking about is they said how much of a homoerotic movie this is. Uh, oh Yeah.
3: Oh, and I was thinking I, about that
1: today. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I I'm like I don't get it. I I mean I I even watched went back and watched to try and figure it out, and I was like, no, this really isn't homoerotic. No. This is literally what guys in these well, situations... I mean, well, there's two things you can you can,
0: you can you can you can talk about the volleyball scene, which which Tony Scott admits which. he shot that like soft porn. He said he sprayed <laughs> him up. He did. He said soft porn. He said he said three years running, it was the number one uh, movie scene in Suck magazine. You know, so. Uh, it it had it, it was in fact he almost got fired from the movie because of how much attention they put towards that scene.
1: It, per- but here's here here's my take on it though. Just because it, it, how do you draw the women to this movie? You you put no. those guys shirtless playing volleyball. No, that does not make it homoerotic. No, but there is another scene though that
3: <laughs> okay. I don't know why they put the scene in there. do You know what I'm talking about? Do you already know it, what I'm when when, it, when he goes on? Oh, I'm,
1: uh, I'm getting a hard on. Yeah, exactly.
3: That's the only one I like. Don't tease me. But there's no reason for that dialogue except for.
1: You're right, except for the fact that um, I've got a good friend, uh, probably one of my closest friends that I I grew up with. We we became like best friends in like like, uh, ninth grade, tenth grade. And we've been together for a long time. We wrestled together and stuff like that. To this day, I mean, we're in our 50s now, and we still joke around like that. And neither one of us are even close to gay, but it's it's one of those things is like, we'll fuck around like that. And it's, it's one of those, I think when you're more comfortable with yourself, and, and this comes from my daughter who actually was gay, is not gay. I don't know where she's at. She's in that, she's in the range. She, she actually dated girls for a while now. She's dating a guy, I don't, da- I'm not sure where she's at, but she's the one I check with, with this type of stuff. And I asked her about it and she says, no, that, that, that's not at all. It's, it's when you're comfortable in your sexuality, you can have things like that more where it's not, it, it's more joking and less less of a homo thing. Uh, right. It's more when you're uncomfortable with it that it becomes a, a, a funny thing. And that's why I was like, and, and being in the military when I was with guys, <laughs> we did shit like that where we joked around and it was one of those things is like, it's more that you're comfortable with yourself and you're comfortable with the people you're around that y- you can joke around like that. And it's not, it's not meant as a, a full sexual thing. I think what you like said too, earlier too though is a
0: little bit more right on though, where you said, I think you said something like it was made, it was done this way because it was trying to attract, right. attract women yes. and, and Eric right. you know, to to the roles. I think very much well, so that makes sense. Um, yeah. And and but but then Quentin Tarantino has that classic uh, monologue. I, it's not in the Quentin Tarantino movie, but he plays he plays a role in it where he <laughs> talks about Top Gun as all, uh, you know as. And, and he even calls out the scene where about you can be my wing band um, <laughs> he says it's all about gay sex you know you can be you can it,
2: and, and you can look what at did movie. I just walk into yeah you, <laughs> you, you, yeah, you I, I, I just, lost at the wrong time <laughs> I'm just saying that it the
0: reputation is there probably because it was planted by you know someone like Quentin Tarantino it's not it's not hard to say a movie that's all about a bunch of playing with the boys is, is not going to have those sort of those sort of tones but it's still it's all about this was made as a blockbuster you want to attract people yeah, yeah. okay it's okay yeah, that it, audience, it comes across it has something way.
2: for everything yeah yeah, so yeah it, it has to bring the women everything. in but here well, here's. i, I looked because i have heard the same thing and maybe you talked about this but i looked very closely at the scene when when <laughs> after goose dies and and tom cruise is in the bathroom obviously in his sighty whiteies. <laughs> um you know to i don't know i I've never done that. Like casually stood around, leaning over a counter in my tidy whiteies, like actually after I, shaved.
1: Had, I That wasn't. That wasn't after goose died. That was before because he's actually he's got his leg up on the bench that goose is sitting on, and he's standing very. No, 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 no. this is the one after, after he died. Yeah, after, after he died, after. he's pouring he's the water on he's, yeah, he's, where,
2: where
3: right. the face. Yeah, where the captain, where the captain comes in. So and Tom Skerritt
2: yeah. comes in, and as he's leaving, like he puts his hand like. Around his chest, like rubs his back as he's walking out of the room and all that. I was like, "All right, so I, he." I, I, I mean, I'm a pretty confident guy, but I'm not quite that confident.
1: <laughs> hey, Bo, I've been in a locker room with you and we've hugged. <laughs> I'm not saying at the same time. I'm just saying. <laughs> but they, they actually
2: created lock,
0: the locker room scene. That, that that was something that the that Pete Pedigree, the 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 advisor, said. That's not a realistic scene. That's not something. There there aren't. They actually came up with that. They said we're we're paying Tom Cruise a million dollars. We need to have him in a scene where we where we see his chest and shirt you know, off. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, I mean, they're thinking
1: about okay. that
2: stuff. Uh, so were those
1: when, army when, issue underwear, Noah? Were those navy
2: that? issue underwear, Noah? Uh, is that what you at, get in the navy? <laughs> is that the
1: underwear you get? Uh, I I wasn't in the navy, so I don't know. Oh no, you were.
2: You were associated.
1: But, no, I'm just kidding. But in, 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 uh, in boot camp in uh Cape May for uh, Coast Guard, we did get Fruit of the Loom, Tidy Whities, nice. and that's what you wore. You you didn't get a choice. Um, if you were a boxer guy, it was just tough shit. Now, what was even worse is the shorts we got to swim in were smaller than the underwear they gave us. Oh. They were horrible. And uh, I felt really bad because it, we, had, we also had females in the same companies and stuff like that. They got these horrible one-pieces, like, Talk about sexual tension in boot camp, that's where it came at swim time, because we were wearing these shorts that were way too small, didn't hide shit, and they were wearing these ridiculous one-pieces that really didn't do much for it. was like, yeah, we need some saltpeter in the food, fucking food right now, okay? <laughs> Just saying. Um, uh. That scene that scene where the captain comes in and talks to him after uh, Gusa died, for one... My biggest problem with it is how quickly things happened, right? You know, this is like they're literally talking like uh, they right. just pulled him out of the fucking it's a
2: water, to do, right? It's got to be. And like- the
1: funeral was like uh, uh, the ship hasn't even fucking got to the land yet because she's like, it, it's crazy how fast. Because Top Gun was only supposed to be five weeks, uh, and all yeah. this shit happened really quick. But to me, I felt that was um, this is what you kind of want in a commanding officer or, or uh, a training officer is is he plays that that big brother, dad type role uh, where he comes in and sometimes you have to say the hard shit, the the stuff that's not going to be feel good to get someone back to where they need to be. And to me, it really hit home because he had that, that, that level of like, I care about you, but I'm also, you know, I'm going to be that tough love a little bit too, where, you know, fucking get up and rub some dirt on it and let's go. Um, yeah. And, and it, I, I, I felt that way. I, to me, I didn't even think about he's in the bathroom with his, you know, his shirt off and his tidy whities. I to me it was a, it was an emotional thing uh about losing his best friend and stuff like that. And so that's where I went No, with that. and I, yeah,
2: I get that. And, I'm, and I and and I guess what I was saying was it's not that I'm like so I mean, I don't care. Like it's fine. I just yeah. was like there's so much talk about it.
1: Like Oh, yeah. So much, well, no, there's, there's the other,
2: so much discussion about there's how the it's other like other scene.
1: There's the other scene in the locker room where they're all standing around waiting for the two showers or whatever. And this is the one that I was just watching. Oh, yeah, day, right. Yeah.
2: There's got to be more than two showers. But something
1: it's like like Tom Cruise goes over and and, and Goose, Goose is sitting on this bench, and Tom Cruise puts. Like, it's like he doesn't know how to stand. He's like he's got his hip up high. He's just and he's doing these weird moves yeah. with his towel yeah. around his waist, and it was yeah. like I'm like I don't I didn't know what was going on. It it looks very un, uncomfortable as far as like everybody that's in there, and it's it's kind of funny because that's. You know, uh, I, I mean, even in my, my boot camp, we had six shower heads. So I don't know why they're they're all waiting on two showers. It's, you think they, these are all officers, so they would have had better uh, uh, accommodations. I mean, well, they all true. got. they to... are all
2: officers, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I they're all lieutenant. Of, I didn't think of that. They're lieutenant or higher,
1: right? So they they could be um, captains, well, right? I guess. You well, uh, they're probably lieutenant uh, junior grade or higher, which is uh, so the the. Butter bar is an ensign. Then you got a silver bar is a uh, lieutenant g- junior grade. And then you got the double bars, which are the lieutenants. And that's what most of the pilots were. I believe Goose is a junior grade. So he's only got one bar. So The Rios okay. might have been one bars, which means these guys have been in for a minimum of probably eight years at least. Because you got yeah. four years for the academy. And then it takes a couple years to get up to a lieutenant. So they've been in eight years minimum at this point. Uh, or at least four years active kind of thing. Yeah. So there they, yeah they should have they should have had better accommodations for sh- for a locker room for sure. <laughs> Air conditioning I mean, doesn't think...
3: work. Showers don't work. Yeah, there's, there <laughs> is All there is, is not working.
2: Yeah, there is a lot of shower, there is a lot of shower uh showers teams. going on. Well, not only that. It's like so there's the shower scene where they're in the locker room, they're always in the locker room waiting for the showers, right? <laughs> there's the shower scene where Tom Cruise after Goose dies. Yeah. You know the scene I was talking about earlier. There's Tom Cruise like coming from the volleyball court going over to the Kelly oh, McGillis's God. house like hey I'm going <laughs> to take a shower. Have has any, hey, any of no. four <laughs> guys here has anybody <laughs> here ever done that on a first date no. gone oh, over wait, to wait. some girl's house and been like And hey, demand you know to wait, take a shower. He was a power you finished yeah. dinner, I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> oh but yeah. hold
1: on, hold on. That's I I was with you on that and I watched it today and I paid close attention. He goes I'm going to take a shower and she goes nah, nah. I'm hungry. Yeah. You you're going to fucking eat dirty you bastard. <laughs> He never takes a shower. And he was late. He used yeah.
2: to take a shower later. And he okay. was late.
1: that's. It. I want to go back to the, the, the volleyball scene really quick because a lot of people, you know, they talk about the homeroticism Which, and the, yeah. the oil and, and Tom Cruise wearing jeans. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, the other two guys are wearing sweatpants. Now –
2: being 501s, in the Five o ones, by the way, that was a big deal. <laughs> Tom Cruise is wearing five o ones, and five o ones were just kind of coming on the yeah. market then. Oh, so really? that was a that was a big marketing
1: thing. Okay, so here, here, Kelly was telling me that. Yeah, here's a big deal with this too: is everybody's like, oh, why were they wearing pants? Like nobody goes to the beach. First off, they weren't at the beach. They were on a sand pit at a park on right. the base. Okay, right. I've played, and and that is a big deal. Like we had a sand pit uh, in, when I was stationed in uh, Sand Island on in uh, Wahoo, and Volleyball happened almost every fucking day. Oh, yeah. No, dude Almost every day if you weren't playing on the base you were down at the beach playing it just literally that's what Guys and girls in the military do beach volleyball was a thing like I've never played more beach volleyball in my entire life than that one year I was stationed in Hawaii and uh, That's literally what happens and sometimes you show up and if you're in pants you just you fucking play in your pants. Are you playing your sweats? And that's literally what it was. So like everybody's like, "Oh, why it, it's I'm like, "No, that's literally what these you've got if you're not working, you're out drinking or probably at the gym or you're <laughs> drinking." Yeah. That's literally what of you course. do in the and military. these days,
2: probably playing video games, right?
1: Well, yeah, nowadays, but I mean, there was I mean, there wasn't home video, there wasn't video games. There systems was like a, that. Yeah. You know, there was, I was Atari,
2: in, there was Atari 2600, that was about I was probably.
1: in in 9 I was in Hawaii in 93. And literally, uh, I w- we would get off at 1.30 because we worked drop hours. And sometimes we didn't even go home to our ba- you know, our base room or wherever. We'd literally just go meet up. And it was all the other guys off other of ships or off the base. And it would be volleyball, drinking beers, you know, till yeah. til the sun was down. And in Hawaii, that was usually like 10 o'clock. And then you go sleep and then back up at 5 and get on the boat and do your thing. And then back to the volleyball. So that, yeah. that to me… Fits so perfectly for what you would have at a base these guys are they're away from their normal homes or their normal base so they're living in barracks probably uh, they showed them in like a house so i was kind of like they officers you know they get treated better did
2: they show where the guys were well because they I have because they showed kelly mcgillis obviously had a house which has since well, been moved actually but go no,
1: ahead. okay there's the scene where uh goose shows up after the flyby and they get their ass oh, chewed right. and he goes over and he goes, Oh, you up? And so he goes in. It's kinda like a it's kinda like a, a big hotel room. Yeah. Right? It's it's I like a, what it looked like to me too. It's yeah. like a fancy barracks room. Uh, I lived in a barracks room on the base and it was like maybe a college barracks room. It was it was, or a college room. It was like there was two of us. You know, if we were both getting changed at the same time, someone had to wait. <laughs> it was kinda like it was it was a little crazy. But these you know, officers probably have more like a hotel kind
2: of thing yeah i'm sure and well that's the thing it's like when i so i've lived near two i don't say military bases but um i guess technically yeah i live near aberdeen proving ground and uh in in maryland Can you guys hear me Mm-hmm. okay, okay. Yeah. I live near Aber- sorry i lost some video anyway uh, i live near aberdeen proving ground in maryland right so um it, it was an active military base and, and uh, I met a bunch of people that were, were military personnel, mm-hmm. um, had a couple of friends who were military personnel and one of the guys was a major. He had a full on house. Like yeah. he had like a single family home. Yeah. A really nice one yeah. at that. And when you go to like San Francisco and you're um, right near the Golden Gate Bridge, they have a bunch of single family houses right there. It's called Pilots yeah. Row, same yeah. thing. like And for what you're saying, pilots were like lieutenants, right? Mm -hmm. probably so you know if you're a lieutenant you have a single family home so it's like but then you look at like some of the other things where like the barracks that are that are um basically like dorms yep and you can tell the difference of the buildings like it's (laughs) humongous buildings with window after window after window kind of a thing so
1: Officers yeah. definitely get get better housing. they get better everything pay housing er, I mean it's just how it is and that's that's the privilege of being a, an officer and stuff like that So it it, it is what it is and, and you have to be an officer to be a pilot So it, it there is no no ways around that so that is what it is. It it, it really played out. Well um, Oh, I was I was just thinking of another thing. Um, what was it? Uh, oh here we go uh, the crash that killed uh, Goose right a lot of people talk about it a lot of things out there a lot of speculation a lot of people are debating whether or not it was maverick's fault was it iceman's fault was oh. it no fault and i i just thought i, I kind of wanted to hear what you guys because it's uh one of the things I, I i never thought about it until someone brought it up on a podcast is like it, they were actually like, oh, it's it's Iceman's fault because he wouldn't pull out of the way. And then he says, you know, uh, Maverick tells him to go high right, and they say he turns left. But if you watch the movie, he actually pulls up high right. So he didn't actually let's, go. Let's, let's go to the actual pilot. Know. Let's I go to the actual know, pilot. No, <laughs> he,
3: was, he was cleared by a,
2: yeah. uh, a tribunal.
3: Right? By a jury, yeah. Right? By a jury, he was cleared. Look, I, I don't know. I don't think yeah. it was Iceman's fault. So,
2: I, I mean, know. but. <laughs> is what I mean. I I mean, just from the the movie, right? Is is basically what happened was the oxygen, like he pulled away so fast that the oxygen got pulled out of the air, and there was no oxygen for the engine. Like what? I don't. I still to this day do not understand okay, I think it's I got what turbulent. happened there. Yeah, go yeah. for it. I think it's the
3: turbulent airflow from from the exhaust. Yeah, that that's, then that's shuts down the engine.
1: Yeah, right. that's what I got was uh, the explanation. That is that it's the prop wash or not prop wash. That's a that's jet wash uh does a turbulence and it, it basically offsets the engine so that it goes out and then they say the the single engine going uh forces it into that flat spin and then the other engine went out and that's why they ended up in the way they did and this might be like you said that peter Pettigrew. Yep. Uh, is that right or is that the is that the guy from harry potter yeah i think i <laughs> <laughs> uh pete Pettigrew. yeah it's peter pete Pettigrew. Pettigrew. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, uh, Harry Potter was a fan too. Uh, so, um, but yeah. So they they explained it, and I was like, "Oh shit, that that makes a lot of sense." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." Um, I just thought it was interesting. Uh, I, in a way, when I go back and think about this, uh, you almost can blame Iceman, and, and this is this is where uh, the whole story. You have to look at every almost minute by minute. This was the last training exercise and the the trophy right the top spot was still up and it was between Maverick and Iceman Iceman was in in the position to make the shot but he couldn't do it so he's delaying because he's like well if if I can't get it but I can delay Maverick and he can't right. get it then I still win I've <laughs> always thought it was Iceman I've always thought it was Iceman's fault It's
2: That's kind every of every time ask, I watch I it so. Every really? time I watch it every time I watch it I feel like Iceman like I don't First of all, he was a little I don't know much. enough about dogfighting, why I he wasn't he in did. position. Like, it seems like he could have easily gotten into position. Like, I don't know enough about flying a plane or dogfighting, clearly. But <laughs> looking at that, it's like, it seems like he could have somehow gotten into position. But I don't know. Did that it, cause the crash? Him being him, out of
3: position doesn't well, cause the engine to go out? Well, but him I really, mean, they're him, saying is that, they, that, that like who knows, not right? there. Even you if you know about exactly. the first thing, right? He even you can say that Maverick should have been in a different position knowing he, that he should have pulled back wash. a little, yeah. Right. He should have come it. back or moved <laughs> down or done whatever it to get out of that wash that he yeah. knows is there. You can't see I get, it, but you know it's there.
1: I think it's right. an interesting but, dynamic though, is so, like is Iceman kind of being a little bit of a ball hog, you know, yeah. being a little bit of a cock yeah. block I on think, that. Well, <laughs> I think it being a little cock block for sure.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Cause he watched the, but, but I don't think that caused the accident.
2: Yeah. You know, like, I would, I would say, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would, I would say it's probably based on how it went down. It probably would have happened regardless whenever he right. pulled out of the, right. of the whatever formation or whatever you call it, you know, what, whatever he would have done there. But, um, yeah, no, it's just it's 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 like the fact that he hung around as long as he did, yeah, is definitely like he could, he should have gotten out much sooner. Is, <laughs> exactly, I'll that's give you that. It, uh,
1: yeah, that's what it comes I mean, down to. Is like it you know, it. well, he talks. To, you know, he's always the the stickler for the rules. You know, right? Which right. Which is a, here here's another a hole in the story. Maverick would have never been where he was if he's a, if he was a bad. Uh, apple the way they talk about him buzzing the tower and all that and five and getting, times getting busted he you know they talk about uh, uh i can't remember what the words they use but it's basically uh being uh confined to your quarters when you're in port so you can't go get off the ship you know oh, really? he's been busted. and he was in busted. Hack? yeah yeah hack. Hack,
3: that's right hack. yeah
1: he's been busted so many times there's no fucking way they would have pulled his fucking wings. It doesn't matter how good you are, you still have to play by the rules. Like you He can was be...
2: that good, Noah. He was. No, that... it... he was going to save the world.
1: Here's the thing: there was From no From the fight. Russians. There was no fight going on in the air at the time. So how do they know he was that good? He so, he took off and landed like everybody else. So I'm he didn't not... hit a bird. I'm curious. So it... Noah, what is it about this movie you like so much?
0: Because you said it's like your favorite. Movie. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise movie and 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 I guess, it's not
1: my favorite Tom Cruise well, okay
0: but but you 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 still really like it and I get that I Because do. there's something I that's do. very very uh, well done about this movie. We haven't even talked about the music which I think adds oh, such yeah. uh, uh, does a lot to bring this movie uh, into that blockbuster status that really gets your blood going but um, but what is it about it that you think that makes it worth coming back to so many times? It gives me a hard on. Okay, ah. there
3: you go. It's the volume. Don't tease me. No, no. That's all right. Don't tease me. Here we go. Like, no, I don't like to see it. You were god, yeah. You were.
1: <laughs> it is. It. It literally is the um, the air scenes, the air fighting, and all that. Like I, I loved all, Now I will say that I was not someone that ran out after this going, I want to be an F-14 pilot, because at the time I still wanted to be a helicopter pilot, and I didn't, I didn't even want to yeah. be a pilot. I just wanted to be the gunner. I literally wanted to sit in that front seat and gun shit down. You that's what in, I
0: wanted. To... You wanted to be in a tap. So he's like, it's beautiful, man, as he's shooting outside. And it's bummed, yeah.
1: I, but then I went into the Coast Guard and, you know, it, you, we didn't get to shoot. Well, we did get to shoot stuff, but not, not, how not like heard, that. How accurate
2: was the Coast Guard stuff? I mean, there was one little Coast Guard scene. How excited were you for that? Oh,
1: where they, where they went and pulled him out of the – yeah, that's pretty much. He's like, sir, you got to let go of him. Yeah, that's legit. Like, they're not going to pull two people out of the water at once. It just doesn't right. work that way. <laughs>
2: But that's pretty much what the Coast Guard does, right?
1: Uh, that would have been. Um, that would it have been said, the Coast Guard, or would it have been the Navy. Well, so the Navy also has their own uh, rescue helicopter, so that would have been their uh, rescue helicopter. Coast Guard does that, but we don't launch off of ships as much. We would have been done yeah. it more from like uh, a land station. From but the that coast. is coast, right? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, they could have called. It, they could have called in a Coast Guard one if they were closer than the the ship was. I mean, they, here's. <laughs> I want to uh, you want to talk another hole uh the, the final the final of dog of course fight, i do okay the final dogfight, yeah. <laughs> the fi- the dog uh they're talking about the migs have these uh ship sinking missiles on them that can be fired over 100 miles away that whole f- dogfight. they start off saying oh they're they're 120 miles out and yeah. it goes on for like five minutes and these guys are hitting fucking mock speed. like oh, they, hitting, covered... they
2: said they're at six or 700 miles an hour or something or whatever. Yeah.
1: Right? So they could have covered that 10 miles in a couple seconds and shot. Right. <laughs> in the t- yeah. I was like, and then they're, they're like, they're getting closer. They're at 110 miles. I was like, what are these guys like just circling each other? What is it right. like? Are a... they flying
2: parallel? Are they flying almost parallel to the yeah. air?
1: Yeah, it, it, I, that was my my biggest problem with that, because it, these planes can really do some distance and really fast. Oh, yeah. So This dogfight would have not they probably would have went over that ship three or four times in this dogfight yeah. the way they go. So that's what I was kind of like. I mean, but it's all about tension. And this is what I like about this movie is. And you talked about the score. It does such a good job with the music the tension the 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 camera angles like this is filmed really well to make you feel like you're almost with them in those those fighter jets and going yeah. and stuff and and the the music going get your blood going and you and... definitely
2: get invested in the in the in the scenes and the action scenes particularly but you definitely get invested <laughs> one they... of the
1: funny things one of the funny things i heard is is people were like this is this is two movies one is a 10 and one is a 4 everything in the air is a 10 <laughs> Yeah. Everything on the ground is a four. And I was like, yeah, he's not, he's not wrong. Yeah. There's, there. I mean. Yeah.
0: Close <laughs>
2: yeah. enough. Close enough. Yeah.
0: yeah. They actually, uh, I guess at one point, the, the advisor, I think, said that there's no way these sort of dogfights are going to be this, this close, you know, shooting missiles and this sort of locking on and stuff like that, yeah. at, that at that close range. Um, and so they actually tried a few shots far away and it just, there was nothing there. Doesn't look right, yeah. No, and so it was much more done this
2: way. So you have to be just, close, just, what you're just, saying.
0: Well, just for cinem- cinematically. It, it's yeah. it's to create that that adrenaline rush that the audience wants to see. So right. they knew they weren't doing things as accurate as they could. <laughs> yeah. um maybe they, yeah, I, I and I yeah. I'd, I'd like to hear, you know, I don't know if Dan if you've seen Maverick, but hopefully we can have you back for that because because I think that's I did something see Maverick. Yeah. I think that's something where they tried to up the up the game when it came to accuracy um but i don't know i don't know if that's true yeah
1: let me ask
2: this: how bad was the radar in 1986 that you would turn two jets into five jets on the radar (laughs) well that was another thing it's like
3: what were how many it was like six against two or something like how bad mm-hmm. were these other pilots <laughs> right but like, like they got all shot down the, by, and they, they said the worst russian,
2: the worst the russian worst, pilots against yeah. the best american pilots right
3: and <laughs> even maverick was gone for a while right like thinking about goose in the final so it's one against like four or five yeah and they that, still couldn't shoot him down yeah and then he comes suddenly comes back and then blows them away it's like how bad were these they're like stormtroopers on <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh awesome, you know? so like, well, yeah i mean the they shot I like that. <laughs> that, that's, that's not bad right uh, yeah. i agree with you uh to bo's uh thing i guess the way they did it is they fly uh above each other and so on uh, radar okay because the radar comes from uh satellite positioning and uh in your ship so it only can see uh one degree against like you know yeah i got you so if you're over somebody else it hides it hides and that's yeah. why they were able to hide and that's when they they broke off and all of a sudden it goes to two to four and stuff like yeah. that and, yeah, yeah yeah, um so yeah that that was kind of realistic that's uh okay. having you- Having looked in a radar, and so and, they were more yeah. like
0: sand people, they they go single file exactly, yeah, they go to hide, to hide their numbers. That's still
1: that's still <laughs> what playing with the six are, right? One.
0: Since we're, since we're
2: in the 80s the of, era of Star Wars, right? But that era. explains how bad
1: their shots are because uh, we saw in Boba Fett how bad the the sand people shooting is, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, uh, but yeah, no, you're right. Well, that was my other problem too, is they they only scrambled one when it was six on one, essentially, they would have been scrambling every uh, fighter well, they everyone had. They well, the catapults, the catapults were down. the catapults were down.
2: That's right, both, both of them. They, they could scramble of them.
1: anybody, both, the catapults right. were down. That's that, what are that, the chances? that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Some Someone was getting busted, that's for sure. So, yeah. Right. The maintenance guy lost his job <laughs> after that. Uh, fun fact I learned too is uh, for aircraft carriers when they come in and they land and you know they tell them that you got the ball and they're landing. There's that that wire that comes across that catches yeah. them. So as the pilot lands and uh, are hoping to catch that that uh, cable that goes across, they literally are are revving up the engines at this point because if it doesn't because catch, if they miss it, it yeah. They have I to take go. off and again. I'm like, how fucking? That must just be your your nuts so must just go right up in your throat when you do that because you're like, okay, I'm trying to land, but I'm giving all my gas. To, like, yeah. well oh, I I mean I give those guys mad props because it, it it I could just see the adrenaline. I mean, and then I don't know. Did is this what got you to become a pilot? I I don't know. Your your your.
3: What's that? It wasn't. Yeah. On, it wasn't no, that. I mean. I, <laughs> I don't know if it was Top Gun, but it was definitely up there. You know, <laughs> like scenes in the flying. You know, it was. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I I keep watching it over and over just because I like the fight scenes and I like the airplanes. Yeah. yeah. And the music, like you said, you know, the fur the opening scene to me is
1: is what I gets agree. Me
3: okay. Like everybody on the deck, the smoke yep. coming up, the steam coming out of the catapult, right. and. The guy, even all the, the that's the guys, what gets like, you,
2: like, even the deck even guys. The deck guys I around. The first time I saw yeah. it, when the guys are like doing all the hand motions, yes. and down like doing all that and everything, it's like, <laughs> who's got something? They're yeah. having a great time, man. I'd yeah. like, 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 be happy with that job, but it that like still the, gives me chills, like that I, scene. And I'm not gonna,
3: I'm not gonna talk about the the next movie, but. I want to be, to be the guy that gets there.
1: to do the launch where he gets to go down on one knee and point. Yeah, yeah that exactly. looks like the coolest job in the Navy. Like that's well, the
2: what... one, well the, even the guy that was like there was the one guy that's down. He's kind of like doing like he's very low and he's doing like the shuffle left to right and he's like yeah. his hips are like a foot and a half off the right. ground and he's like just sliding across the deck. It's like I like I could do that. I love that job. How they handle yeah. this in the but NBA?
3: also just the change the change of music when they launch him right mm, it's like yeah. this build slow and until boom, it, and, yeah and then yeah. they launch and then boom everything just opens up and i mean danger that was, zone
0: it goes, that's when they danger launch. zone yeah.
3: comes out yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The top gun, it goes top gun anthem to danger zone yeah, yeah. talk, yeah. That, talk that,
2: about that, another yeah. guy talk about another guy that that lived high in the 80s kenny Loggins, like <laughs> all right oh. kenny Loggins. I mean, that's this is the second Kenny Loggins movie we've done on this podcast. He, yeah. he was actually
0: Toto was supposed to sing this uh, song. It was written by the, really? you, you know, he did not write "Danger Zone." Uh, he had written "Playing with the Boys." That was his contribution, yeah. and uh, yeah. and this and they came to him after Toto backed out and said, "Hey, can you can you sing this one?" And he said. It, but in the
1: it, '80s, if you're, it, like, if okay, you're check, can, uh, write the check, I'll do in it. The, in the in the '80s, if you're if you're making songs called "Playing with the Boys," you are in the danger zone, right? I'm just saying. He
2: he
0: wrote it actually specifically for that volleyball scene because he thought he'd have a shot at actually getting it in the movie because he didn't think anyone else would have the balls to to write a song. <laughs> like that.
2: That's kind of yeah. how he describes it. That's interesting.
1: The biggest uh, problem with the volleyball scene is the fact that uh, Tom Cruise spikes. Yes. So uh, I think they're playing. Five foot yeah. six Tom
2: Cruise can't get to so the top of that. Really head.
1: what it is, is it's a sand tennis court, is really what that is. It's just
2: <laughs> it's pickleball.
1: I'm sure it's pickleball,
2: Picker right? Pickleball. That's the precursor to pickleball, is the Tom Cruise volleyball court. Yeah. Maybe that's that's
0: another plug for the five oh one jeans. They get you that extra launch off of to
2: yeah. yeah. I was uh, actually looking at when I was just when we were just logging on, I was looking at you were, I think, I think Steve said this was the number one uh, grossing movie of yeah. nineteen of nineteen eighty six. There were some other pretty great movies uh-huh. in nineteen eighty six. So I'm looking down the top ten. So the top ten is obviously Top Gun, as we know, <laughs> Aliens, which I probably in nineteen eighty six, probably eighty seven, when it came out on D, on VHS, I almost said DVD, like that was <laughs> a technology in nineteen eighty seven. I think it was after my senior year. I probably watched Aliens 20 times, like every Friday night. It was like I'd be over somebody's house watching Aliens. It was like, I don't know. It was just like one of those things where it was like so good. But then it goes to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Stand oh, By it. Me, Labyrinth, Blue Velvet, Platoon, huge Academy Award winning oh, film. Wow. The Fly, Highlander, Color of Money, pretty and pink. I'm on 11 right now. Oh, there you- Big Trouble, Little China. Love that I'm movie. i skip a few here. Um, so let's Labyrinth, see. Labyrinth was the same year as this. Yes. Huh. Lucas, um, Howard the Duck, Short Circuit, <laughs> oh, Back okay. to School, Crocodile Dundee, Another oh, back Flight to School. Film. Yeah, oh, Back man. to School. Another Flight Film, Iron Eagle. Oh God! That right. was, yeah. They made that
3: right. They tried to just capitalize. On exactly. That probably came was, out I, in December, I, right? Yeah, December yeah. 30th. That's right. I did watch that again recently. Yeah. it was I mean, horrible. You, it was horrible the
1: second time. You can say back to school has some flight in it. I mean, the triple Lindy is a the very. triple Lindy is flight.
2: <laughs> and then I'll just I'll just do a couple more right in a row here. 31, 32, and 33 are Three Amigos, Cobra, and Karate oh. Kid Part Two.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's awesome R2 came out in 86 yeah what like
2: part one was 84 85 maybe i mean it was right after it i mean yeah well wow. I'm, the, I'm the research assistant for the show so let me let me look into that
1: <laughs> <laughs> definitely is definitely is um yeah this is this is a it, there's so much about this movie that is so rewatchable um oh, yeah. you know uh, we talked about during the Big Lebowski though, like uh, imprinting. Like so, if you saw, th- I mean, for our generation, this is a movie that, like, I kn- I know so many people. When you ask them, this is their, this is one of their top movies of all time, Oh, um, yeah. for sure. And I think it has to do with imprinting because talking to younger people, it isn't, but they still like it. And and it's one of those, but it's not that like, oh my God, it's the greatest movie. But I I know, uh, one of a uh, my daughter's friends, they went through girl scouts together we went and visited him in uh up in yosemite a couple months ago and we were talking and this literally is his top film of all time wow and he was talking about it and he's like i i'm like well how many times you seen it you know i i usually will talk about how many times i've seen ragnarok as as a gauge to you know how many times people seen a movie because i'm i'm at least easily over 50 times yeah and and so he was like uh he probably two three hundred easy wow And I was like, that's insane. But you were talking about earlier, this was the top grossing. This was also uh, the movie that's attributed to VHS becoming affordable for home uh, purchase uh, and home ownership. Uh, And one of the reasons that was is at the time, you know, most movies were coming out in VHS. They were sold to movie uh, uh, rental houses for like hundreds of bucks. And what happened was is uh, Pepsi. Actually, put a commercial essentially at the beginning and end of the movie, and they were oh. able to to price it uh, uh, affordable enough for people to bring it home and own it. I thought and,
0: E. So, T. was the first one to do
1: that. I this is what I saw on the internet. Okay. and You know, the internet is never wrong. So, oh God, uh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Don't doubt the internet, Steve. <laughs> you, know, you, you might be right, though. I mean, E. T. is probably one that was also uh, in that early stages of of uh, home ownership. Um, you know, we talked about uh, what was it? there was another one that was like uh, I think that we did that was you bought a new VCR and it came with it. You know, uh, <laughs> right. it was one of those. You know, our DVD player might have been DVDs, but it was one of those. This is one of the ones that they they attribute to home ownership of uh, VHS to being you know, attributed to this because of that Pepsi upfront commercial. They said, yeah, yeah, you know, we don't need to sell it for one hundred dollars. Let's sell it for whatever, twenty five or, you know, whatever it was. And so it became purchased and aliens might be in that same kind of uh, bucket where, you know, people could buy them and watch them at home.
2: I think I think there was rental. I mean, rental was getting very big at the time, too, for sure sure i mean because we rented it nobody owned it i mean Imagine, certainly okay. nobody i knew could afford to
1: own a vhs tape at that point in our lives I think I, I it's someone talked about this and and how different it is and you guys probably are in the same boat as i am when you think about when this came out right you know or, or 87 88 the 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 idea was like you went and Friday night you went to Blockbuster, right? Probably saw Steve behind the counter or unless he was you know <laughs> doing a candy count. Uh, you know. <laughs> Look at, yeah. at the right the raisinettes counting the raisinettes. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh <laughs> You know, and you rented three movies on a Friday night because you were going to watch one, you know, mon- or Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night and return them right. on Monday kind of thing. Like that was a, just the thing to do now. Th- I mean, you drop them in the thing you drop yeah. or you go Friday night, you drop it on exactly. Saturday morning so you can rent one so you have yeah. your go, you could only get three at a time or whatever. Right. Yeah and now i mean i mean we now got netflix which you know a couple of years ago was the the version of that right you mailed it in and got a new one and you know you yeah. had three rolling so you were send, watch it send it send it send it and nowadays it's just you stream it and it's it's, a, it's such yeah. a different thing like kids these days have it so easy like you know they don't even oh, have to...
2: kidding. <laughs> you know, kidding. You... it's so <laughs> you... many ways
1: you walk into a store and, and you look on the on the wall and there's just all these laminated placards of the the, the cassette and you're just hoping one sticks out so you see that you can grab it. <laughs> right.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and you know what? The other thing was it was like I, at least once it it well, more than once, where you would you like you drop it off in the slot and you go to red one, and they're like
1: they're like didn't get it. Oh, we
2: haven't gotten it back. We're like, I'm like looking the bin. Yeah. yeah, like, <laughs> I, know I, like yeah. Bin, I know it's in there. Look in the bin, because I know it's in there, because I dropped it off last night, <laughs> and I know you're just opening, but look yeah. in the bin, because I know it's in there.
1: <laughs> See, I, I went to a little hometown one. It's called Big Ten Video, uh, so I usually uh, walked him in and gave them to. Also, the girl I had a huge crush on all through high school worked there, so I was going there, renting movies that I never even watched. I, yeah. I mean, well, I,
2: I, <laughs> I never – so my big thing was, so when I first moved to, to California – I had, I never had a DVD play, like I never had a, a DVD player before I moved to California in '98, and so when I moved, so when I moved here to California, they broke my VCR, my VHS player. Uh, oh no, no no no! This one was I had a DVD player, but they broke the DVD player, and I got um, a Blu-ray. Oh. So I got a Blu-ray when Blu-rays were brand new in 1998, and I used to go to that so show um, on Piner. Yeah, yeah, where they filmed. Uh, uh, where they filmed *Scream*. Yeah, Bradley screen. Video. Sure. Yeah, Bradley Video. Where they filmed *Scream*. Well, that was the only place that had Blu-ray rentals at the time. Blu-ray. So I went to. Blu-ray so this in 1998. Yeah, so Blu-ray was brand new. I went to. There was this high-end, video place on Fourth Street in Santa Rosa, and and it was right near, where um, Russian River Brewery is now. So it was oh, okay. right kind uh-huh. of in that same stretch. There used to be that, that, uh, Irish bar down there. I forget what it was called. Um, anyway, I can't remember the name of it, but they have like a piano. It was definitely an Irish bar or whatever. Anyway. Um, the Irish I... and their pianos, huh? The Irish and their pianos. I know. Right. So I go into this high end <laughs> video place and I'm like, I want to get a, a, a DVD player. And the guy's like, there's this new technology called Blu-ray and they put in, um, the movie, uh, wasn't Contact? It was one of those alien movies. It was with. Uh, uh,
1: uh, it's um, uh, Independence
2: Day, wasn't it? No, no, it was before that. It was the one with uh, who's the Tiger Blood guy? I'm drawing a blank on his name. Tiger Blood. Tiger oh. Blood. Oh no, I know it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That that. Um, <laughs> he was in Wall Street. Uh... <laughs> uh, I'm, try- oh, I'm trying. Charlie to think of the name. Charlie Sheen. Oh, Charlie Sheen, Sheen was in yeah. like kind of a, really? an alien type movie. Back then, uh, and the, the arrival, guys like the arrival, the arrival. So the guy put the not, arrival. Not to be in.
0: confused with the 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 Denis uh, Villeneuve arrival that came out. Uh, right, well, exactly. In recent years. So the
2: right, so the arrival. He puts it in, and he's like, he's got this great big screen and this Blu-ray player. He's like, <laughs> look at the color and all this, and I was sold. Right at that point, I'm like, I'm getting it. So little did I know there was one video store in Santa Rosa that had <laughs> that had it had, had Blu-ray tapes. And it was Bradley Video, so I, I went to Bradley Video, and uh, the first Blu-ray I rented was the the redo. No, no, no. It was the original Rollerball, which <laughs> yeah. is a really with James Caan. So that was the that was the first Blu-ray that I rented. But then it was like there were only like a hundred Blu-rays that I could watch. So I was I like, I had that. a lot of a lot of churn. So Blu-ray didn't, didn't come out till 2006,
0: according to the internet, and the internet doesn't lie. So uh, uh really, they also, they also <laughs> had, maybe, was, maybe they had HD, DVD. HD DVD. They had DVD that came that started hitting the the the, the stores. Uh, yeah, late huh. 90s. Um, so maybe it was DVD just in general. But
1: maybe it was DVD. I swear it was Blu-ray. It sounds like DVD because that sounds about right. Cause that's kind of when Netflix was really starting to hit, where you could kind of get those. And okay, fair enough. I mean, I how know, close that was, a was it? To... A lot yeah, of how dead close... brain cells since
2: then. 1997
0: <laughs> was when DVD.
2: Oh, so that must have been a DVD yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it must have been DVD. So it was like all the VHS, and there were like hundred DVD in the in the place. And yeah, yeah exactly. Anyway, well, that
1: makes sense. That makes that makes total. That, that sense. makes timing
2: wise, it makes perfect sense. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a very early adopter when it comes to video formats. I was one of the first At people. At least I didn't sell Tivo. you a a beta uh, cassette, right? I never had beta because I was Sorry. East Coast, but uh, <laughs> no. But I had I had TiVo. I was one of the first people that I knew that had TiVo, and everybody with TiVo was like, "Why would you need that? You have a VHS player." And it's like, <laughs> it's like,
1: because I don't have a
2: kid to set it for me. <laughs> I'm like, it's just better. And then you know, next thing you know, here we are now. Everybody's got
1: some version of it right i mean actually you don't need TiVo now you have right streaming yeah, right streaming. Yeah. yeah it's funny that you mentioned TiVo and, and recording stuff because i remember uh when i was stationed in the coast guard up in middletown when i was taping buffy but go ahead yeah well that's i was actually recording i was setting my thing to record the animaniacs so i go watch it <laughs> when i got off and it was one of those things is and i remember going home my dad was like he was trying to get me to set his vcr to uh record uh like i don't know it was, it was some kind of a, a Soprano-style movie off HBO, but he wanted me to get those recorded for him. <laughs> I was like, Dad, you just do this. I showed him like 10 times. I left. He literally called me the next day like, no, how do you do this? I'm like, I said it for you. How'd you fuck it up? It's like, you know, it, it's it's the technology, you know, it, it's as they go, so I get it. Yeah. You know, TiVo TiVo was the, the new thing because you just had to hit one button. And nobody, nobody... They're like, why would you do that? You have a VHS player, and it's like <laughs> just,
2: just different.
1: We, yeah, no, I get it. All right, back to back to uh, Top Gun. Uh, just off the top of your head, uh, one at a time. What is your favorite scene um, or section of this movie? I, I, I'm gonna go with Dan first, just yeah. just to get his take on it. When,
3: like Viper comes in, and and his, and him and Maverick are Fighting, I just the first time, what's it? Well, Viper only went up once, didn't yeah. He he only went up one time, uh, when they're oh, Viper, okay, Viper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Viper, Viper goes up, and I thought that was the best fight scene.
1: So, there's an interesting so part it. in that. Uh, Viper is, uh, you got uh, Maverick behind him trying to get him, and Viper's actually like, he's saying, Come on, come on, come on. And you got to wonder is like, is he trying to root on Maverick to get him? Or is he trying to root himself on to get away? It's kind of one of those. You're like, is he rooting for this yeah. kid? Is he, and I was like, it's I hot. thought he's just,
3: I thought he's just trying to make him come and get into a better position to,
1: to do to something. Get, yeah. To do something.
3: I don't yeah. think, yeah, I thought yeah. it was more of a, of a tactic that, that Viper was trying to pull him in closer and yeah. get him into a better position.
1: It, you know, going back back into, to, the, to the thought of him coming in and he's playing that, that fatherly role at the end where he's got to give him the tough love, I almost now look at it as like he's trying to root for him to pull him in to like, like I, hey, I'm doing everything I can. I'm trying to shake you, but I'm still rooting for you to get me. You know, it's kind of like when I played soccer against my daughter, you know. Literally, I wanted to knock her down and just take the ball, but I, I was secretly hoping she would, you know, you know, juke me out and make me look stupid at the same time. And rooting for her to do that, so it's kind of like I—it's th- one of those things—is you could look at it different ways when you kind of look at the movie different ways. And I agree with you—that's that was a cool one because yeah, he shows up and they're literally like, "Oh shit, Vipers up here!" <laughs> you know, I think that's yeah. exactly what Goose says—is yeah. like, "Oh no, Viper!" And then Maverick's like, "No, Viper's saying, "Oh no, it's Maverick oh, shit, and Goose." It's Maverick
3: and Goose—that's right. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but
3: just the the low level flying too—they had such great scenes when they're coming close to the mountains.
2: Well, there's one great scene. I just noticed this yeah. last night talking about the low flying. There's one scene where they're they're chasing each mm-hmm. other and the planes go over then the shadows go by on the ground because they're so close, like right next to each other, yeah. which I thought I didn't notice that before, but it was definitely kind of a cool scene.
1: Funny thing, we talk about low level. Uh, you know, there's the scene where the, he buzzes the tower for the first time. Um, and uh, I guess it, is it the fir- it's the first the first time at top gun where he, he, it's at yeah. that first day and he buzzes
2: where he kills jester <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right yeah below the hard
3: deck <laughs> doesn't count yes yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah so interesting thing they were right. talking about that scene and uh the the actual pilots that were there that were helping fly uh they had to uh draw straws to see who got to do it right it was a competition cuz everybody wanted to fucking do it cuz it wasn't something that everybody got to do uh bozo uh the pilot got to do it uh Apparently, when they filmed that scene, uh, Michael Ironsides was in a, a uh, hangar nearby, and he said that he was so low that he could see and recognized Bozo in the cockpit as it flew by. He <laughs> said it was the most incredible, crazy thing he's ever been involved yeah. with. He's, it was so nuts how how close he was to the ground. like He could literally see him with a bare eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like that's fucking cool as shit. So,
2: well, I'll tell you when we used to live in our last apartment when we were um in San Francisco, the flight path for Fleet Week where the mm. the Blue Angels would come down yeah. was our street. So they would use that street as kind of the like oh, okay. flight path. And they were I mean, Dan, you've been there. I don't know how mm-hmm. low they were, but I swear you could see the pilots in the cockpits. That's how low it felt like they were. Kind of give you a wave as you go by. It felt like you could, <laughs> and they could see. Yeah. You. Nice. Like they oh, yeah. were going so fast, like they wouldn't yeah. recognize anybody. But yeah, for sure. It that's was really, that's really
1: cool. Awesome. All right, uh, Bo. What about you? What, what's your uh, go-to scene in this? If you so, had to pick one scene.
2: So perfect. kind of similar. I like that first that first fight with uh, Maverick and Jester. Um, that kind of first one where they're like it's, it's the first competition scene. And they're talking about the, the hard deck, which I still don't understand what that means. I still have no clue what, what the hard deck is like, you can't go below 10,000 above 10,000. Like I have no idea what, what exactly I've never taken the time to look it up or whatever, but that whole scene, like that dogfight's really good because it's like, it's like the, the sort of first part of the competition. But then when they're in there, um, when they go like "Yeehaw, Jester's dead," yeah. you know, that's that's pretty cool. That's a great scene. But then afterwards, when they're in the locker room, like kind of the con- it's not the one scene, but when they're in the locker room and it's like
1: they're talking and shit where
2: about he- where'd, where'd who go yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, that's that a good whole one. kind of like combination of scenes like i really like that part of the movie it's like you know you don't hate anybody yet like you haven't realized <laughs> like who's the real asshole and all that kind of stuff and whatever and you I know she- bad shit's happened but yeah it's just a really like kind of intro into like what top gun is kind of about
1: I like that scene. Uh, It's the one where he hits the brakes the first time. Yeah, that too, right? And it's such a a cool fucking move. And you're like, if they, you could do that. I don't know if that's a fucking legit move. I'm, it's gotta be, but that shit is fucking crazy cool. Like to be able to, guy, to just, I'm gonna hit the brakes on this fucking plane and go up behind you. I'm like, that's fucking cool as shit. Uh, Yeah, that's awesome. The other thing we learn in that is is Slider's actually the biggest dick in this movie, if you think about it. He's the one that just talks the most shit <laughs> yeah, to absolutely. everybody. But you realize it in the volleyball scene when he does his little fucking bodybuilder pose. Like he does his little side arm. Yeah, kind of, nice. Like right there, I was like, oh, you're a fucking prick. Not only, I mean, but I mean, if I had that body, I'd probably do the same pose. But yeah. I was just like, yeah, you're, you're kind of a dick. Isn't,
2: isn't he the one that says it's long and distinguished just like my Johnson?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great line. Great line. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> that's a tattoo you should get like on your belt line.
2: Exactly. It's
1: long and distinguished just like Johnson. <laughs> uh, All right, Steve, what about yeah. you? Um, I,
0: I guess I'll try to mix it up. We already talked about one of the scenes that I think is one of my standouts, and that's the opening. Um, when just yeah. just the with with the way they they cut together the music and the transition from the the anthem to uh, Danger Zone, and how they cut together the photography, which is some. Not only are they capturing some great moments, but the photography itself is is just really. Good photography it's got that cinematic quality and and it 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 you know I wasn't a big fan of big blockbuster movies like this that you know featured big name actors getting getting it on with their other fellow name actors and um but but this kind of was a crossover movie for me it's like man they're trying to take this seriously and I liked it um so that opening I think is is undeniably a, a great introduction for this movie and one of the reasons why I think uh it was really successful um, and I also, every scene that Meg Ryan is in, I think,
3: uh, Oh, you're oh, not yeah. wrong. You're oh, not wrong. piano scene.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. even, even the scene when Take she's- Take me home or lose me yeah. forever. <laughs> and, and, Take me and, to bed
2: and Take she me has, a bed yeah and then <laughs> she
0: has such range cuz at the other end when she's uh when she's in tears talking about goose Like
2: in, that, in that like it, the chapel or whatever it is
0: and 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 basically she kind of comes to to uh, Maverick and kind of forgives him and and it it's so uh, cathartic even for an audience to see it wasn't about the jury it was about her being able to forgive him i think that d- did a lot more so so i'll i'll call those two scenes out or you know the meg ryan and the opening i think are the are my my call outs yeah
1: when when she says that you know he loved flying with you Mm -hmm. you know it's one of those things is like when you really look back on it and the interactions between the two of them maverick and and goose and it's like you know you i i don't know about you guys but when i see that i i think about my best friends and the little things that we've done and like when shit's gone bad and you're just there for him or, or, you know, it's just, or when shit's going good and you're right there, it's, it's, it's your wingman. Now I know in this case where he's his Rio, he's not his, his necessarily his wingman. Cause that's the other pilots, but in real life, when you're outside that plane, he is his wingman. He's always got his back. He's always there for him. You know, we well, got this, there's right. the scene where they sing, right? Yeah. Which The more it's I watch like not it again, the, like they've done that before. Yeah. Not only that I like, I watch that and I'm like, okay, that's some shit I could see happening, but it's also some shit that I'm like, that should never happen. That is the worst fucking song. Like, I remember thinking, oh, my God, it's so cool. Then I listened to it again. I'm like, Tom Cruise cannot fucking sing. It <laughs> is sounds That's so horrible. Point. That's the <laughs> whole point. None of them can.
2: Even the guy, even when Sundown comes in. Oh, right. Yeah. You it, can't hor- sing either. <laughs> it's like bad karaoke for sure. But well, I'll tell like, you what. Speaking of that. It's the only karaoke song I've ever sang. I've sang karaoke (laughs) once in my entire life and yeah, and I was, I was, when I used to work in Maryland, there was this bar where in Maryland, the law was you could pre-buy drinks. So if you, you could, so what happened is you couldn't buy drinks after two, but you could be served drinks after two o'clock. As long as you bought them before. As long as you bought them before. So you would get like... Oh, that's dangerous. Like, so you'd buy... You, there was a limit. Like, you couldn't buy like 100. But you could buy like <laughs> two, up to two drinks for after hours. And they had karaoke. And I was like, you know, I worked at a restaurant, closed at midnight, got there at like one. We just load up with, you know, buy buy a couple drinks and buy some yeah. post, you know, post drinks or whatever. But they had karaoke. And I did that. I did that song with two... Uh, two of my coworkers and uh, yeah, it was just like out of the movie. It was probably right around, you know, it was probably like 1992 or 1993
1: or something. You pick up a uh, an older woman with that one? Is that, is that what you right in the time movie? I'm time the ex-wife, so I didn't really. Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't picking up anybody. Well, she was,
2: but I wasn't. Well, I've heard you sing, so you probably didn't pick up
1: anybody. I'm just. No, I, I get you. Uh, yeah, no, karaoke that that wouldn't be my go-to. Although I I can say I've done a Beastie Boy song, uh, karaoke, oh, okay. so. Uh... Okay. But that, that's that's kind of my my, my nice. wheelhouse. I'm I'm not as good as Steve, you know. I I can't just pick up and sing, nobody wants to hear it. So I just I thought it was funny. Uh no, good good call. Um for me, I you know, I I love all the stuff in the air and and it, it is it is great. I to me what sets this movie off is that opening, like Steve was talking about. Um, you know, Dan talked about it earlier. The, the music playing up to it and all the guys on the the, the the deck doing all their work, you know, having worked on a boat, having done stuff, I get it. You know, you're just you're going through the routine. You're doing what you got to do. And these guys got some important shit because, like, I mean, you've got million dollar aircraft and, and pilots lives are in your hands and making sure everything goes right. And, you know, the communications and it's just to me, it, it, it makes me remember got to make sure the steam
2: launchers are working right
1: Right. Rest- the
2: catapults The yeah, catapults. gotta be working.
1: Yeah. Uh, it just, it reminds me of when, when I was underway and, and shit was hitting the fan and people are doing what you got to do. Like I, it literally made me think of some of the times where it's like shit's not going the way it's supposed to. and people are, are falling into line and doing what they need to do and you don't have to talk to anybody. Sometimes it's just an eye, you know, an eye or a, a hand gesture and the other guy gets it and it's like, man, it's cool. And like you said, you know the music starts off, and then that first launch, and it goes into danger zone, and you're just like, oh shit! You know we talked about getting the heart on. Uh, you know the guy talked about when they're watching the thing. It it literally is one of those things. Is the adrenaline starts going, everything is just like, oh okay, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> so good. Uh, so for all all of the aircraft stuff for me was 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 fun. Like I mean, it's one of those ones is like I watched it today. As soon as they start on the line, you know, on ground and start talking, I kind of like, oh, let me check my phone, see what the cat's doing. Here, run over here. Got to do this. As soon as they get up in the air, I'm like, oh, dog's barking at me. I'm kicking it to get away. Like, no, I got to watch this. Get away from me. Uh, so I loved all that. There were some scenes on the ground though. I did, like Meg Ryan. Fabulous. I actually thought she was uh, more interesting as a love interest than uh, Kelly McGillis. If, if I had to choose out of all of them, she definitely would have been uh, the one I went for. Um i I really enjoyed that uh, a lot just just her the you you felt the love for her and and, and goose uh and the interesting thing was is after this movie those two started dating uh which i thought was really cool um you know uh who who blames anthony edwards i mean she's cute as fuck you you can't like (laughs) not i'm like yeah uh so uh but i i just funny thing is 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 It's a weird scene for me to enjoy because I am such an action guy. But when Goose goes to talk to Maverick in his in his his house, Uh and he's telling him he's like, Hey man, like I need this. You know, I got a bait, you know, I got a kid, I got a wife, I've got there's something about that that just and then and then the one time you kind of get some emotion out of Tom Cruise that's other than like I'm a cocky bitch, is he kind of like, Yeah, man, I got you. And to me, Thinking of all my best friends and and the shit I would do for them and the shit, if they ever came to me with kind of stuff like that, it'd be like, yeah, I'll put everything aside that I need to do because I need to take care of you too. And so for me, that was one of my favorite non-flight scenes. And and, and so it really, it hit me really good. and, And I was just like, you know, and then, you know, fuck, then we get the death of Goose, which just, you know, fucking kills everybody, which, although if that didn't happen in this movie, this movie is not a good movie. I think they had to kill him to make it a good movie. I don't I don't think Tom Cruise could have had a a comeback in that. Um interesting thing I, I noted too is is uh the motorcycle riding, right? He he rides his it's a uh it's a Ninja, I believe it's, it's I think it is a ninja. Yeah, yeah. ninja. And at the time it was the fastest motorcycle produced, right? Right funny thing is is before this movie he didn't know he had never ridden a motorcycle he had to go learn which i was just like that's fucking crazy because you're not wearing a helmet you crazy bitch right. um which when which, i first go I ahead went, go ahead soon as it came on and i'm watching i'm like wait a minute he's not wearing a helmet i had to look it up i just the, looked it up now <laughs> at the time Helmets were not required. I was like,
2: 1992. They became law in California in 1992.
1: I was like, that's crazy. Uh, Spoiler for Maverick. I want to just let you know. He (laughs) he also rides without a helmet, which is bullshit. Uh, So uh, uh, just for that. But yeah, when I watched it the first, I was like, no, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Having ridden with a helmet and kind of ridden with a a half helmet, uh, I don't get it. I don't I don't need that much air in my face and blowing through what not hair I have. Uh, yeah. I'd rather have a helmet on, uh, just yeah. just to say. Uh, so uh, I don't get it. But um, so, yeah, I mean, two different movies. It's a 10 with all the air in action. I like that. A it's 10 a, with a 4 four on the yeah, ground. Yeah, it is. And it, it's just – it's crazy how, how crazy it is that, that it's that big of a difference. But the action well, sells the movie.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this about – and I, I've never – I've never ridden a motorcycle. Um, I've been on a motorcycle as a passenger, but I've never been the driver of a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. But one thing I always um, heard about people that ride motorcycles, and you can always tell if somebody in a movie is actually a motorcycle rider (laughs) or if they're learning about it. It's like if they leave their legs hanging out, like to balance themselves, like they're going to fall over. You know they don't really know how to ride a motorcycle <laughs> and they've just learned for the movie. And I, I noticed that either Tom Cruise is a really good actor, he learned really quick, but he always like when he starts, like when he gets on the motorcycle and starts out, he puts his feet right on the right on the, right the, on the pegs. pegs or whatever they are. Yeah. He puts them right on the pegs and goes right away. So like if he just learned how to ride for this movie, that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah no he did a good job i mean i didn't i didn't think there was there's one scene you could tell he's uh he's on a trailer uh oh really yeah and it's all the only reason you know it is because for one the the film is really steady there's no there's no bumps which would happen if they're on separate uh, platforms regardless of it uh but he also there's no little movements of the handlebars uh, right. Even even if you're on the flattest road and everything, watch watch a high speed, uh, those those high speed guys that, you know, are doing the crazy shit like 100 videos or Instagram yeah. or whatever. Even I mean, there's just slight movements no matter what, because just you're you're just adjusting for the 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 surface. Right. Yeah. He's looking at the jets coming up and he's looking over which for one it's kind of, you know, okay, yeah, you can hold your head to that side, but there's zero movement on the on the motorcycle. Yeah. Even I'm if there about was the scene where he's first getting to Miramar? Yeah. 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 So, uh but yeah, no, I mean he did the one where he's racing through the streets and he does the little jump and she's falling on her little convertible car which, yeah. you know, that that was a little like, yeah, okay, you know. She slam you know, goes through the intersection and people slam on their brakes. That was a little, yeah. whatever. But I mean, it was is for the tension. Yeah. I, whatever. I, you know, I think she's a little older. Yeah, I don't she's, sure. reckless. She's, she's reckless. She's not the yeah. reckless one. She's, she's the reckless one. She, she's chasing that D. She fell for him. She, right. You know, at that point, she's like, I, I got to get that young D. But, right, right. Now that he showered, she didn't want him before yeah, he showered. But once he showered, <laughs> He's got some good soap or something. Right. Um. uh, Trying to think what else in there. I mean, it it is a great classic movie. Uh, there's there's so much in it that that people can take from it. it, It's it's adventure. It's you know, uh, Cindy Steve's wife likes to talk about popcorn movies. Mm -hmm. This is essentially one of the top popcorn movies ever, right? And rewatchable. It checks the rewatchable box for us. We
2: talk about that all the time too.
0: It does a good job with its uh, effects too. It doesn't uh, try to do a lot of uh, blue screens. Instead, it really—I
1: um, don't think any of it's blue screen.
0: I think I think there's a couple of of the the cockpit shots that that have a a background blue screen um, or or something or uh, what are they, where they were actually running footage behind them while they're filming it. Um, but because they did that some, might be. They did some in the air, but they used a lot of these, but you know, full-size models, um, and you know, not full-size, but but like like nine feet long um, F-14s that they that they built out so that they could exp- uh, blow them up and 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 you know the spin. That's all done with where they dropped they dropped it from from a crane, you know, and let it fall down. Oh. And, you know. So, oh, wow. So it's really impressive how they were able to get that footage to match the real. Life footage. It wasn't just having to create some cool footage that would stand on its own. They had to match the uh, the, the footage that had already been shot in the air, and and it cuts together very nicely. It's yeah. it's even to today's standards where we have C you know CG that can you know can oh, be yeah. almost undetectable um, that that they they get away with it. I mean, there's only a few shots. There are some. The the whole inverted. You know when he flips them off, you could tell that.
1: that's, <laughs> that's, that's kind so of yeah, yeah. That's CG for sure. That's yeah. okay. That's I want to. I want to talk about it right real here. quick. I want to talk about and I'm going to ask Dan directly on this one. Uh, in that averted scene, um, how realistic is that? Because I know the tails on those planes are pretty <laughs> tall. Uh, he's talking about being within one and a half meters. Yeah, they're like six what do you say
3: one? Yeah, six feet. I'm like uh, no.
1: I, I I'm, I'm thinking they're touching. Those tails. the tails
3: are six feet, right? Probably yeah. at least. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I don't, i, I have, don't think you're coming that close i mean yeah
2: so apparently yeah I, I, yeah well, i did you carry a polaroid camera right in your right yeah and a polaroid the the time, right? right you, you always have a polaroid so but can thing right, i can take pictures of because you're on the fourth but, flash
3: <laughs> but the the other thing is like what is the other pilot thinking too he's like oh this guy's coming right. it's not like you can't see him coming down on yeah you. yeah exactly and he's just gonna let him do it like this is it's crazy. Besides, well, he,
1: the distance, he's a, he's a Russian stormtrooper. He doesn't know anything.
3: He doesn't know what he's doing. Right. That guy just that guy's on his first flight. So, I think. So Iceman
1: was was very
0: righteous in calling bullshit on this. So
3: I, yeah, I he know. was. But well, he's got a picture of it. So exactly. There's, there's photo I, evidence.
1: I do like both yeah. take on it. it. It was the old Polaroids that have the uh, flash bulbs, and it wasn't the first one. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I was yeah. like that that's, that's But then again, you're right. You wouldn't have had a loose Polaroid camera in there because doing all those rolls, that fucking thing's bouncing around and hitting you in the head. Um, So that was one. But I did hear, and this is uh, uh, on the Internet, so it's got to be true, that there was a pilot that apparently did do an inverted flip off of a Russian pilot. And I was Uh, like, what? I did hear about that, yeah. Uh, I heard
3: about that, too.
1: I was like, okay, that's fucking cool. Now, if he was within one and a half meters, and I'm gonna say, okay, this shit's legit. But I don't know. I think they were touching tail, you know, touching the tips. Yeah. So then maybe it's <laughs> that knows. homoerotic thing exactly. again. You know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Dan, I have a question for you, um, and I probably could look this up, but I figured I'd save it for the show here. Um, on the not on the not on the f they were F 16, right? Or F fourteen 14, fourteen, yeah. 14. So now only F fourteens, but the jets that like uh Jester and Viper were flying. Uh um, A force. Yeah. So they had that little like kind of rod that came out of the front. It's kind of like it's, it's Oh, like, you're talking about the refuel? Is that what that's for? That's, I think that's what you're talking about.
3: I think if I'm thinking of what you're what you're talking it kinda about, it kind of comes
2: out of the front. Of, it makes sense. I mean, maybe that's what it is because I've seen that in other movies too. But is that like you can't refuel the F-14s, right? You can you can refuel some planes. I mean, is that or do they pop out? Yeah, I think the, they all
3: have. No, they're just different on the other yeah. ones. I think that's what you're talking about on the A-4. Yeah, it's like a little
2: up, like but. it's like a, it kind of comes out on an angle and then goes straight up. It kind of I mean, I'm gonna mean, look that up to see the yeah. pictures, but. Yeah, exactly. So interesting anyway.
1: thing talking talking about those uh, planes. The ones that they used for the filming of this um, were then uh, kept, and they they kept the black paint with the the red star uh, at at the Top Gun school uh, to use as uh, um, the enemy training planes and oh, stuff wow. like that. Uh, so they charged uh, the Navy or the Department of Defense charged a hundred and uh, or was it 1.8 million dollars. To the filming mean, to use uh, all the planes and the aircraft oh, wow. carrier and stuff like that, and I thought that, I'm like, man, that's cool. I mean, they got their they, they got their numbers up through the next couple years, and then you know, four years later after this, everybody was pissed off, and so they probably weren't going, you know, didn't keep their numbers up, but right, you know, it, it was what it was. I love the fact that they they did this, and uh, some other people brought this up that it was uh, military propaganda. You know, war propaganda. There was there were some actors that that didn't want to be in this because they thought it promoted Cold War theories and Cold War promotion oh, really? and stuff like that. Like some actors uh, were like, "Yeah, this this promotes war and stuff." And I was like, mm, "Not really, but okay." Um, I I thought that was an interesting take, and and I I guess it's just a mentality that that if that's the way you feel about this, like to me, yes, it puts it it puts uh pilots in, in, in you know, the F 14s and, and Navy fighter pilots in a, a cool light and stuff like that and makes them seem really cool. But I mean, every movie that's an action movie. Well, I mean, how many people were signing up for a secret service after uh mission impossible? Like, yeah. like, you know, it, that's what movies do. So to, to say this is a, a propaganda movie, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. And it's just interesting that, that, that's a take that some people have. Um, I just thought you know i wanted to get your guys' take on that just well, I, in general. I didn't
0: call it propaganda earlier i called it a recruitment film that that it was successful in how it recruited people f- for the military and that that was just trying to point that out as a as a that it well, really recruitment
1: worked. is different than propaganda yes
0: exactly so so i i don't i think you can call any movie propaganda that that promotes something that is a war effort or something like that so w- but i don't think this is a movie that was actually all about. well
2: it. yeah i don't know i mean I, I guess it would technically fall into the propaganda category because well, it might not have been a 100 accurate with like i mean who knows right maybe there were jets flying into you know us airspace back then in 1986 from we, russia we, or whatever
1: we don't know and we never right, will. we don't know it's, exactly it's we top have no secret.
2: idea Right. Yeah. So speaking of the top secret, okay. Like, but anyway, <laughs> right. um but uh you're you're talking about propaganda. So to me that that might I mean maybe it's not the true definition, but to me it's like um sensationalizing something that might not be hundred percent true. And that's you know, maybe it was propaganda because you know, they're like maybe there's one plane to fly in there and it made it seem like there were like Every day, there was a new Russian <laughs> fighter jet flying into American airspace, and we had to had to fend them off. So I don't know.
1: I mean, well, if that's the case, then every movie is propaganda because you know every movie. I mean, how, how many people were like I said? How many people were signing up to be uh, you know adventurers after Indiana Jones? And you know how many right. how many people were were you know signing up for uh, space force after Star Wars? You know who who wanted to go be a, a Jedi Knight? And it's just right. You know, you know what I mean? I, it just when 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 people talk about this being a a war positive, I I, I don't believe that's the case in in, in, I didn't in feel that, that way. After. When I watched okay. it, I, I, I mean, well here here is where we are today. In, you know, thirty what is, I out thirty six years later, More. right after oh 36 uh, right yeah 36 years later which brings up a whole nother aspect for uh and we could talk about it when we actually do uh top gun maverick. maverick uh the fact that he's still in after 40 years is kind of bullshit uh but yeah. um uh all of them it just it, yeah no um
2: although this, if you look at tom I, I i'll do the math later but if you look at tom scarrett's age
1: in 1986 versus Tom Cruise's age now. Well, here's the thing in the military, most of the time they won't let you do past 30 years, especially oh, in, really? an act- in an active like flight thing like that. I had a, I had a friend who was literally a, um, he was a, a helicopter electrician uh, was his rate. He went um, and he did, they kicked him out at 30 years. They said, you will retire because wow. uh, it's just one of those things is just, You get to the point where, especially if you're in an aircraft, you get your shit beat up. You're you're after 30 years in an aircraft, you are pretty much uh, coming out with 100% disability, whether you fucking feel like it or not, just because of all the shit that your body goes through. So for him to be 40 years deep into it is is almost complete bullshit. You know, uh, Iceman being an admiral and still service at 40 years, maybe. You know, because he's probably just, you know, he's a he's a a he's a lifer. He's a desk pilot at that point. Well, that's I mean, lifers typically are 30 years. There's very few. There's very. That's Bill. Bill didn't do 30. He didn't do 30. I thought he did. No, he was like 26. A lot of my friends have done military careers. Uh, I don't think any of them has made it past 26. There's very few that make it even 30. Uh, you can retire after 20, and I think they pretty much, unless you're in a very specific thing or very important that they need you, they'll kick you out at 30. Yeah. So, But that's that's for Maverick. We're, we're not going to get too much into that yet. I'll, I'll poke holes in that one later. Uh, <laughs> um, I forgot what I was even saying. Um, I don't know. Great movie, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really well done. It, it, it is it is a classic for uh, the genre that saw this and, you know, imprinted on us when we were younger. Uh, yeah. If you saw this probably within the first 10 years that it came out, you probably are watching this again going, I love this movie. If it's your first time watching it, uh, I would be interesting to know, you know, like, I'd love to go watch this with my kids, although they're not as much into, you know, uh, uh Action movies. Maybe maybe I'll grab my uh, one of my daughter's boyfriends and say, okay, what do you think of this? You know, right. uh, being that age and um, see, because it, it it it's interesting to hear like the difference now. Like I was saying, you know, th- there's the mentality like uh, uh, they they look at things totally different than we did. It, you know, we look at it as like, oh, this is just all action and fun, and now it's like, oh no, but that's it's not diverse and it's it's not woke and it's not this and they, you know, yeah. there's too much homoerotic and well, it's like
0: it's it's just like uh, when we, we watch... When we watch Footloose, uh, I watched Footloose with my daughter, the, the other Kenny Loggins classic. Um, and, you know, she's, she was a much bigger fan of the remake that came out a, a few years back, um, whereas I, I don't think any of us... I think that's us... the only
1: person I've ever st- said that well, the remake was better than the first one. I know, one. but I'm
0: just saying that there
1: that there is likely a
0: generational reason. You talk about yeah, printing. Yeah. I think that's uh, that makes a lot of sense. It's...
1: I think it also sure. has to do with the person too. Uh, I, I went to my massage therapist uh, not too long ago, a couple of days. I think Friday. Uh, professional, <laughs> like yeah, no, I'm not getting any hand jobs or anything. Uh-huh. No happy but, endings. No happy. Well, I'm I'm happy when I leave, but it's not, okay. not the ending I was hoping for. Anyways, um, but anyways, she was saying how much she enjoyed Top Gun and stuff, and she's much younger. She's she's in her early twenties and stuff like that. But she's. Uh, different breed too she's you know we we have a lot of fun when we talk about movies and stuff like that a
0: lot of it is how you connect with your own generation when you see a bunch of people from the 80s you know if you're if you're of this generation you see people that are you know Maybe they're your age back then, but now they're just a bunch of old. Movies. You're not gonna, you're not gonna connect with them like, like we did when they were our age, and we could just kind of like there was some, yeah. something that was more magical about. Hey, this is possible. My life could be like this if I just, uh, you know, dream.
1: <laughs> dream a little dream, yeah. Uh, uh, cool thing is, is if you want to watch Top Gun, it is, it is streaming right now. Um, not only on Amazon Prime, but I also saw it on Paramount Plus. Um, I thought I saw one other place, um, so I thought that was really cool that it is. It they they did that. They made sure it's accessible uh, for those people that want to go see this before for they see uh, Maverick, uh, which I recommend. If you haven't seen Maverick yet, go back watch original and then go and watch Maverick. Right. And I also recommend highly to go see Maverick um, if you if you enjoy If you didn't like Top Gun, check it off and then go watch it anyways. But uh, it's one of those things. Is it, it? It. They are both really incredible action movies. Yeah, if you Don't like go popcorn in looking,
0: movies, yeah, that's what you're gonna get. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But I mean, they're not trying to be right uh, a theater movie. They're they're definitely no. not trying to be.
0: No, and they're and they know they're breaking the rules when they come when because they do it for cinematic reasons, not for reasons of authenticity. Although I think Maverick tried to be a little bit more authentic than this one.
1: The plane flight. Uh, I I guess they um they did it in this one too where they actually went with the the manufacturers of the f-14 and worked with them to get actual cameras on the planes and stuff yeah. like that and they did yeah. they did some other <laughs> flights uh this movie is dedicated to a guy uh he was a commercial pilot that was fil- filming and, and he crashed went into a flat spin apparently and uh art went art, down Scholl, sea. art
0: Scholl is his name Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. He, they never found his plane or him. And so, yeah, they dedicated this movie to him. Uh, but yeah, they, they did a lot of that in the next one too, where they, they really worked with the, the plane manufacturers to get these, these really nice cameras installed on the plane so they could get the action scenes really with flight. I mean, we talked about, you know, you talked about how close they were to the mountains and how close they were to the ground. And some of the ones in this one, the next one takes that shit to the next level for sure. Like some of the, you're like, Oh my God. Like, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of being on a, a roller coaster, right? It's it's like when you're on a roller coaster and you're flying around and going fast in these turns, that's what the film felt like as they're making these turns close to the ground and close to the, the land and stuff like that. It's like, oh, that's what it like. I could almost sit and watch this and feel that breeze through my hair having been on a roller coaster that had that kind of feel to it. Uh, I know locally here we have uh, 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 not Great America, but um, –
2: Six Actually, it might have been Great like- America
1: that had. Well, Six Flags had one. that It was. Uh, I think originally it was called Superman, and, or maybe it was Top Gun, and then it changed to Superman. But it had the one where you sat down and your feet were kind of free floating. Oh. Okay. And and you and you took off and you did these you did these dives towards the water and then you turned at that last minute and you feel like you feel like you're three four inches off the water, but you you've got to be fuck twenty feet. But it just is one of those ones. It feels. It makes you feel like you're in the cockpit of these these planes, doing these high G turns out of these, you know, going towards the ground and stuff. And it's like, oh man, that's so <laughs> cool. And, and, and yeah, so I get it. It's it's the movie is it it is 100% a good popcorn movie. That. Um. Anything? Any other scene? Or <laughs> we should really bring up? Is there anything in this that just drove you nuts? Like, is there a worse scene in this? Like, is there a way that if you would have changed some scene or changed something? Uh, what would it have been? It could be. It could even be a uh, you know a casting, or it could have been uh, I wouldn't have done the scene. I would have done something different, or you know would have had this done come out a different way. Uh, go ahead and, and jump on in there if you have one.
0: I I, 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 I struggled with the casting of Kelly McGillis, even though I think she she worked for the overall arc of the movie. Um, she always kind of bugged me a little bit. I mean, we had the conversation earlier about. You know her age and the fact that she wasn't invited back to this one, so I don't want to necessarily, you know, poke, you know, kick someone for that. But but it, I just didn't think they had uh, they had the chemistry that that worked. Yeah,
2: um, I I would say the two scenes I maybe could have done without or could have done differently. One was the the silhouette sex scene with the like close-ups of the tongues and all that kind of stuff. It was just like little much I don't, I mean, I don't, i'm not like i'm yeah. not a crew by any means but it was just bizarrely weird kind of a thing and it was like i mean it did, the movie didn't benefit from that but the other i mean the other scene i would have cut out is the reshoot scene in the elevator where she has oh, the black I, hat on and all that also it doesn't add anything to the scene it's like why'd they come back and reshoot that
1: uh, to yeah. to cut to your your take what I found out was is that they had uh pre distributed this to to some audiences and they were saying that there was no love story and it, it took away from it so that's why the reshoots both the the elevator scene and the the sex scene were reshoots after the fact that's why it's all in the dark because they didn't you know her hair was different and her stuff like that yeah. they had a syllable so they had to silhouette it and stuff like that. Uh, I agree with you, Steve. It was awkward. It looked like uh, what I felt like when I was in eighth grade, uh, probably having my first makeout session. Like I didn't know what to do with my tongue. <laughs> I, well, I wasn't sure where it was supposed to go. Uh, I'm sure that whoever I was kissing was like, "What the fuck is going on here? Why is that over there?" You know, it, it just it, it didn't look sexy at all. What did you really it did it? Let's
2: get a listen here and see what she has to say.
1: Oh, I'm much much better now than I was in eighth grade. I mean, mean, it it wasn't a hard hard take to get better. I'm not saying I'm great. I'm just better. Yeah. Uh, Dan, what about you? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna
3: stick with Bo, Actually, I could get rid of all the sex scenes and the love scenes. I need more airplanes and flying.
1: Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, a sex scene. They they should have went like the uh, Watchmen series where they had them have sex in a in the flying machine. Right. That would have been oh. better. Like, <laughs> well, that's yeah. Like she,
3: sex in the airplane, like, the Mile High yeah. Club. That would have been better. Exactly. Oh yeah. She right, goes up, right.
1: like, yeah. She goes up as the Rio and just kind of climbs over the seat when he's uh, you know flying. That, <laughs> well, that would have been good.
3: pictures. I, then she's to have yep. a camera. That's what she used the Polaroid for. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> Actually, there what go. it is, it's
1: a Russian guy goes inverted and takes the picture. That's yeah. What I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. <laughs> I agree right. with you, yeah. The sex scenes, I, I agree with you. Um, the love story in, in general, like, I, I agree, kind of didn't work. Forced. It, it, they felt like yeah.
2: they had to do it. We talk about this all the time. They they Movies feel like they have to force some
1: kind of relationship sometimes. Yeah it was i mean there's there's parts of it that work like the whole the whole part where he uh follows her into the bathroom yeah and she's okay with it yeah, yeah. like that to me was just like um you're this educated high level yeah. woman and, and you're just gonna let this fucking little uh middle tooth guy follow you into the bathroom and like you know push himself on you it's like, it's like a nah. sexual harassment scene yeah, oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. That, yeah, he would have been busted down to out if that would have been the case. You know, it just – Not that him. was That was my – With everything he's no, done, no. he's
2: not getting kicked out for that.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Even in 86, that would have been – yeah, no. At, uh, yeah, he would have been out. They, they didn't play then uh, as much, and they play even less now. Like, you know, he could have just – told her I was going to follow you into and he would have been kicked out yeah. nowadays. But yeah, actually following her in that, that was, that was the biggest problem for me was that, uh, um, and a little bit of the fact that she would fall for him. He just, he's a low level officer. He's not that cool. The only thing he had was, is, is this MIG information. And so she's literally sleeping with this guy to get a little bit of information on a plane to increase her career. And that she just didn't seem like that's the type of person she was. She didn't seem that shallow. And that's, that's, so I agree with you. It was, yeah, the eighth grade uh, makeout scene was kind of weird. Uh, and a lot of people point that one out. It's like, I, I think at the time, Tom Cruise didn't, uh, that might've been his first kiss apparently. I don't know. Like, cause he literally came at it like a, like, you know, an eighth grader, you know, getting his first uh, trip to third base. Well, no, he's and, got uh, a great,
0: great scene with Rebecca De Mornay in uh, Risky Business. So.
2: Well, that's true.
1: <laughs> but On so I, train. yeah. <laughs> So uh, I, I disagree with you as far as her, her casting. I thought she played the older woman really well, and as, as far as attractiveness, I thought she, she worked for it. I, I, I think she did a good job. She also, up to the point where she kind of gave in to him, I thought she played a, a intelligent, you know, potential civilian uh, working with the military, knowing what's going on. Uh, I think that worked out well, but I, I, don't, I don't see her falling for this guy that was my only thing. It was like, this guy's, well, that, that's what I, that's what Z. I mean by
0: the chemistry. The chemistry didn't work for me. Oh, there
1: was no chemistry, yeah. but I, yeah. the, the casting wasn't my, wasn't the problem with it. I think it's just, I mean, who would want to have chemistry with, with, you know, Tom Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean, she saw that center tooth and was just like, no, dude, I, I can't do that.
0: I think there's some movies that, that uh, benefit from casting based off of, you know, when they come up with characters that are going to become, uh, beca- need chemistry for a movie to work. They cast them with yeah. that in mind. They, they bring them together. They they play a few different actors off of them to see what works best. And then they make those decisions. I think Tom so Cruise me- was, was, was already slated to do this regardless. So you bring up a few. Uh, Let me
1: ask you this. Has has there. Tom Cruise in any movie had chemistry with any woman? Well, I thought he
0: had um, chemistry in, in, in the Maverick with, even though there were, but, the, but that was just, I thought that was just, well, maybe it's just because I'm a bigger Jennifer
1: Connelly fan. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm a I can't think of anything Jennifer where I'm Connelly. like, I'm like, yeah no he he really nailed it with with that you know even i mean he did eyes eyes wide shut is that the right one there was well there
2: was no intention of being kevin he was married
1: to her at the time yeah but they were on the rocks
2: i mean they were on the rocks in that relationship i mean that was the whole premise of it i think is that the relationship wasn't so great so you know jerry Maguire, he had a he had a pretty good relationship with uh with oh, Renee okay. Zoiger in that. I mean, they had, when it all oh, I like that. was all said and done, I think he had a pretty good relationship with her. Um, yeah, I'm looking at his list. There's not <laughs> a lot of them. Like, yeah. There's there's some that are like, I mean, he had a pretty good relationship, not a great one, but he had a half decent relationship with uh, uh, Top Gun on the racetrack, Days of Thunder. Um, you know, so there was oh. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> top gun
1: on the racetrack night you're (laughs) not wrong you're not wrong no
0: (laughs) my wife and i just watched edge of tomorrow a few nights ago and uh, that's got emily blood which yeah which i think is a great movie and i was really surprised at the very end of the movie when they have that one shared kiss to me it seemed like it it was unnecessary and, and forced um yeah so uh just to kind of... Yeah, I, I can't think he, of any... He doesn't have that much chemistry with women.
1: I don't think I've ever seen him really have great chemistry with anybody, and he's been I, in like great Like, two movies. or three movies tops. Well, the, you know what?
2: And and I'm gonna... I was talking to Kelly a lot about this yesterday because um, she's very much into, like... Um, like, celebrity <laughs> gossip, let's call it. I don't, okay, know what, okay. I don't know what to call it. Like, she's into that kind of a thing or whatever. But there's there's a huge part of his life where because he's a Scientologist, he can't portray that he's even in a relationship in a movie with somebody else. Oh, It's not a Scientologist. Know. So he has oh, to, so that's okay. the other thing. So it's like, hmm. you know, that that's, that's one of the kind of parts of it too. So
1: that's interesting. I didn't think of that. Uh, okay. That, that i I'll, I'll give him that. Like I said, I mean, this isn't my favorite movie from him, uh, by far. It's Last Samurai for me. Uh, oh really? Which he really does He's good have... in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> oh, he's fabulous in Tropic Thunder. But then again, there's I no, there's, no, about there's, that. That. there's no one... I was just—it took me a second to be like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but those are two films where he doesn't have to have any chemistry with a woman. So right, right, uh, right, right. maybe, exactly. that, maybe that's yeah. what it is. Maybe that's where the toxic masculinity and the, the homoerotic comes from is it's just it's all around <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise. So uh, good stuff. Um, great, great cast in this. Great movie. Uh, so much fun. Um, I'm glad you guys could be on this podcast with us because yeah. this was a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, it makes me want to go watch it again, and I'm literally like four hours from having seen it. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it really does make I know, me want me to go too. watch it again. I, it's almost like I need like a, a a director's cut where it's just them flying, like it just oh, goes right. from flying like to flying edit. to flying, like a flying yeah. edit only. True except find for it on YouTube. Except for uh, I want the bar scene where Meg Ryan is in there and they're they're singing "Great Balls of Fire." Not right. because of the that's song, it. just but just because she's in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's all. Um, so much fun. Uh, like yeah. I said, th- this I I'm so glad we finally got. Uh, the Maverick, uh, you know, the, the the sequel to this. Uh, took 36 years to get it, uh, but it, it is worth it. Um, other than the fact that those guys would have not been in the military still, uh, I'll take it. Uh, yeah. you know, they'll have <laughs> to change change the timeline a little bit, uh, but it works. Um, so, so clo- good. No good, sorry.
2: No, no good, that's all, Just I'm, I'm good. two quick closing thoughts. One, guys looking at your chat. I have a picture of Dan and an F fourteen in the chat. <laughs> uh go under Text Dan for you, go under text channels in general. Uh that's a picture of Dan and the F fourteen
1: from oh, the wow, uh, That's a so,
2: long time ago. That's Sonoma yeah. County Air Show, right? Jeez. That's, I was that's young, back man. before he had gray hair. That's right. Look at that. <laughs> I fit perfectly in that thing. Yeah, that. exactly. So there's so there's that one. Oh nice! And, uh, yeah, that was at the Sonoma County Air Show. That's we right. went yeah. uh, years and years ago. I have one of him and one of my other friends, Les. Wow. Uh, they were in that. And that uh, another uh, little piece of trivia, not directly related to the movie, but um, Tony Scott, who was the di- the director of this, um, ended up committing suicide. Oh, um, the bridge he jumped off of is the same bridge that. Um, Nicholas Cage jumped his, uh, Mustang in gone in 60 seconds. Oh, it's that, that sort of that bridge in long beach. It's that famous bridge that they filmed. Really? They film a bunch oh. of scenes on their SWAT filmed the scene on there. Yeah. it's like a lot of movies get filmed
1: on that bridge,
2: but uh, that's the bridge I, he jumped off of.
1: I wonder if he chose that on purpose. He's like, I've been here for enough shoots. I'm just going to do it. That's right. Exactly. I've done enough movies here. This is going to be the one. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: That's so, it. Yeah. Anyway. Awesome. Cool. Good, good trivia. Anybody else got anything? No. Nope? All right. Nope. Uh, thank you, Dan, for joining us. That, w- that was uh, cool. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank I, you for everything. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's always fun to have other people on this. This is kind of what we did this for is to to get people's take on it, how they see it. You know, that's literally what this podcast is about is is we're not doing reviews. We're doing discussions. We, we uh, like to get a cocktail in there, and we like to just go – uh this this all started because uh when me and Steve would hang out we would sit there and talk about movies and people would get tired of us talking about <laughs> movies and stuff like you guys should have a podcast and that's what we did. Uh so uh so much fun. Uh thanks for joining us. Um next week uh we're going to be tackling uh, Jurassic Park the the 1993 release uh now that we've got the new Jurassic World I don't know what what is it domination or uh, Dominion, over the yeah. top I don't I know. It's, right. it's another one. I, I, I just know it's coming or it's actually out now. So we're going to, we're going to hit the original that got it all going. Uh, because Dominion, I believe, yeah. I believe they bring back a lot of the original cast from the first one into yeah. the next one. So I've, kinda, seen the, I've seen that.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it'll be fun to do that. I haven't, I haven't seen that one in a while, so I'll get to watch that tomorrow, uh, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll be putting that out in a couple of days because we're running a little late in this week, but um it is what it was. top gun credible movie if you haven't seen it i don't know how get out from under that rock go watch this movie uh it's on amazon prime or uh discover uh discovery paramount plus.
2: paramount, plus, paramount. is where i
1: watch it. paramount plus yeah uh, i think i watched it on both i think i watched it on one on the one and one on the other uh yeah go out and watch this and then get your butt in the seats in the theater and uh, check out maverick uh super good movie um, and we'll be doing that nice. eventually when uh, it comes out to streaming and out for purchase because that's how we do it. We want to wait till everybody gets a chance, especially Bo. Uh, yeah, thank <laughs> don't you. Don't spo- it. <laughs> spoil anything for those that don't want to go out into the theater. Um, but no, good stuff. Uh, and if that's all, then uh, I'd say uh, that's how we seize it. Hail <laughs> Caesars! <laughs> Hail Caesars! Hail Caesars! <laughs>
0: what does that mean?